Time once again for the immersive irony experience here on Park Scope. I'm Alan. I'm here with Alex. What's going on, Alex? I survived Texas. <laughs> You're not sick yet. It's been seven days, so I'm. I, I feel like I'm. I'm pretty good. I think you're probably fine. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah. I think you're going to be a okay. Um, and it's been nine days since. Uh, Six Flags and eleven days since the Galveston incident. <laughs> yeah, CD, CDC is only ten days now, uh, according to them for for quarantining. So, but as bad as it was, um, let's just get this out of the way because yeah. I don't really feel like feeling with it. As uh, you know, like it, we we got there and like right away. Okay, you know what? No, we'll just wait to trip course. I was literally just going to a trip report. Okay. <laughs> news time. Yeah, we're going to talk about some news. I, I we got some trip reports. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, general yeah. discussion because there's there's actually stuff that's happening again. Yeah. Uh, we, we are in the midst of what looks to be wave number three or four, depending on your perspective of COVID, as we, as we are pulling into April of 2021. But, you know, we're also in the midst of mass immunization and things that will probably mitigate a lot of that. So I haven't been um, listening to the news, so I don't even know what's going on with the COVID numbers. I've just been. They're not fantastic. They're, they're I hear pretty, they're going up a little bit more. Yeah, they're, they're going back up in New York, New Jersey and Michigan. Well, yeah, because um, everyone went to spring break and came back with it. There's part of it, but I think it's it's I don't want to say it's more complex than that. But, you know, once you start reintroducing kids to schools. Yeah. Um, and you look at the age ranges of the people that are primarily getting it, it's people in the, in the ranges that don't aren't able to get vaccinated. So no surprise. There's right. a lot more people who are getting the disease in those groups. Luckily, they're younger. So they're right. probably not going to end up in the hospital and die. Um, at least not to the same extent as if they were 70 plus. So anyways... So- I have an appointment for a place about north of Scranton uh, <laughs> uh, on Saturday. So that's that's good. Yeah. So we, we found the trick to it. Um, we, we decided maybe going to Pennsylvania would be the better place to find availability. <laughs> I wonder why. I, I wonder why, too. Um, so And we both kind of uh, meet the criteria. So she's kind of an essential worker. I'm technically obese, according to Pennsylvania. Uh, so, uh, and we're afraid that once it does open to like uh, younger groups, it'll be even harder. So, yeah. so we want to. Ariel had her mission on on Sunday or Saturday, and like she just spent like two hours, and then she's like, "I have one." I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, and they're supposed to be opening that up on April 5 to to everybody here in the state of Michigan over the age of 16. Um, yeah, isn't it going up in Michigan, too? Yeah, it's been going up in Michigan. It's the new variant, the new variant, oh, okay. the, the, the 117 variant that, you know, initially was spotted in the UK. And, you know, it's, it's going to go up and, 
basically my wife just has to hang tight for a little bit longer until she can get a shot, either Johnson Johnson or whatever. I think um, we are having Moderna. Yeah, I got I got Pfizer. Obviously, yeah, you know, we could talk about that as we get into the trip report section. Not that I have a lot of park stuff to talk about myself, but you do. Um, yeah, but let's talk about park reopenings because yes. COVID is, you know, we're we're on the despite the little spike, which I know you would see. We've, we've yeah. seen it after every holiday and get together or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, you know, uh, cliffs, which I just wanted to check out. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we might be doing a East Texas or West Texas trip eventually. And I'll, I'm going to fit in cliffs on that trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, is opening, they say. Yes, yes, they are. So, because they were, you know, they were the one of the ones who, you know, whether or not it was true or not, saying that, you know, if we don't open next year, we're done. Or, you know, that's kind of a like to the state, like, we're probably not done. If, you know, I, I, I question some of these people, they're actually done or they were just like, this is really bad. Right. They probably could have made it on in another year, but like, who did it, it's unnecessary. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they don't have an opening date yet, but on March 1st, which was quite a while ago, they announced it. So, uh, how about Colorado parks? I'm not sure about them. Uh, haven't heard about Colorado parks because they were one that didn't open last year at all, mm-hmm. uh, except for Glenwood somehow. Um, uh, so, Real complete oh, I, I, mystery. It may, my guess is because they're out in the outskirts rather than in Denver. You know? Yeah, but they're what? Huh. The, actually, the Vale Valley was hit pretty hard early on because um, it, you know, it was kind of a destination place. Right. So right. yeah, uh, which you know, the Vale Valley is probably you know less than an hour away from London. But anyways, uh, and then. We have lots of California openings. I believe Magic Mountain is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood, Universal Ho- uh, Hollywood is the 15th, middle of the month. I don't know the exact date. And then Disneyland will be at the end of the month. They're very limited. I believe uh, at, the, at the best it will be 25%, but most likely 15%, which, uh, yeah. And California residents only. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Whether you know they're supposed to check IDs and everything at the door, so I wouldn't try to uh, to make plans <laughs> to go there. You know, mm-hmm. it might be able to sneak in at maybe Six Flags, but I I wouldn't take that chance. And uh, you know, there's plenty of other places to go. So I will want to flock to California though once they do open. It's been a while, and I kind of want to ride that new coaster. It's that's really only two, think about it. It's uh, West Coast Racers is really only like two months old. that's crazy right yeah no it is um and there's there's actually a lot of stuff in in california i'd like to do but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take my time because i know they're gonna be slow getting stuff rolled out until yeah more vaccinations when i say i want to get back to california i probably won't go until you get out next january or february when it's a good time to go yes yes so that's good to see that they're opening new york parks also can open it uh in a few days so that's that's good mm-hmm. uh, might take a little uh, stroll over to the uh, Legoland and uh, see what's going on over there since uh, we're going to be so far north anyways mm-hmm. so we'll see how that's going along I don't think they have an announcement date yet for new uh, Legoland New York so I'm just hoping it's this year that would be nice that would be they seem pretty uh, you know they've been talking about things I believe so 
Yeah, Cliffs, Cliffs I actually discovered was was reopening. Uh, they open on May 8th, it looks like, is what they're tentatively shooting for. Nice. Um, I know that Meow Wolf in New Mexico just reopened as well. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, Meow Wolf uh, Omega Mart opened in Las Vegas last month. Uh, you can expect a trip report from there in a few weeks' time. Um, Been the Cliffs? I'm sorry? Have you been to Cliffs? To which one? Cliffs. I've not been to Cliffs. Okay. It looks likely that I'll be at Cliffs. Probably opening day, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, not not necessarily wasn't expected to be up that, that way, but it's going to turn out that way, it looks like. Um, so a lot of stuff is, is indeed reopening. It looks like the parks that will be at the very back of the opening or reopening uh, grid. To me, it looks like Six Flags New England and Edaville are going to be lucky to open before Memorial Day. Um, Yeah, because Six Flags just pretty much uh, confirmed there. They're not planning on doing anything to the end of May because they have a walkthrough dinosaur exhibit mm -hmm. coming in for uh, next two months, basically. So... That seals the faith of that for what they think. I mean, obviously they can cut that short if they actually can open, but uh, there's going to yeah. be a lot of training and and maintenance and all the rest of it has to be done. So yeah, that's rough. So of all those states, I'm surprised. I don't know. So I, I would have thought uh, California would have been last, but and we actually we haven't really heard anything about Oregon or or Washington for. All the reasons right. that those parks are kind of, I don't want to say they're irrelevant, but but they're not parks that anyone really talks about. They're not heavily um, traveled. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like Enchanted Forest. Um, Is the Washington Fair going on this year? The Spring Fair? Uh, I would guess no. I'd be really Same. surprised. Um. I know that Enchanted Forest is saying that their reopening is data is unknown at this time due to severe well, they, storm they damage op- from an ice storm back in February. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Um, and then you've got what, Wild Waves in Washington. Um, I don't think they have an opening date either. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Enchanted but, Village opened. Oh, it did? Yeah, it opened last year, just at a risk capacity. Okay. Yeah, they're the ones who did like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe, one of the two. Yeah, Wild Wild Waves is slating a, a guest opening date of June eighteenth. So, yeah, Washington. I mean, those are those are the states where you kind of expect that there's going to be a little bit slower operation. It's funny. Then Connecticut, you know, was was open last year. Um, New York wasn't. Massachusetts wasn't. Uh, New Hampshire was. They're uh, doing a drive-through fair at the Washington State Fair. Interesting. Yes, I, I'm assuming you can go from food truck to food truck. Basically, if I were to guess. Uh, Funtown Splashtown USA in Maine says they're hiring. Okay. Yeah, they were like the first ones to cancel. Yeah, they basically, they read the tea leaves very quickly and said, this isn't going to happen. And uh, I think that what will be really interesting this year is as we get into the calendar year, 
particularly with, with some of these regional parks that are smaller and maybe more dependent on outside labor, how they're going to be able to staff. I don't know. We'll find out. Wait, um, there, there are rides available at this drive through fair. Oh, interesting. I, I am so confused. drive through, step out. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Quantities are limited. Uh, can you ride the wood coaster? <laughs> they have a picture of it. Okay, well... You can you can get out of I guess everyone just queues in their car. Oh my god, this is some enthusiast's dream. They don't have to walk anywhere. Yeah, oh, man. It's, it's wow, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to this. Um and there's you can also get monster truck rides. I'm sorry, what was that? There are monster truck rides there. Oh, okay. Go one car to another. Yeah. <laughs> With strangers. What could go wrong? Um, that is so weird. I, I, that is I deeply thought I'd, weird. I, see, I thought I'd see it all. <laughs> this has been quite, this has been quite the, uh, the pandemic thus far. So that, that was literally the last thing I expected to see. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and I love the picture. It's like an oversized ducky inside of his car with a little pig behind him. And uh, and the ducky's holding a uh, caramel apple. <laughs> you can watch jugglers, clowns, musicians, and more as you drive through the Spring Fair. I, I, I probably should make fun of it, but it is kind of crazy. I just love the fact that they're doing it. Like, that's I, I fantastic. Adore it. Terrific. Yeah. I'm surprised um, it's still short, though. Like, I, if it's going to be like obviously like pretty limited uh, <clears throat> offerings, why don't you just run it longer? But yeah, yeah, it may just be like challenges with contracting stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um. So we have reopenings. You know, things are things are turning around, even as even as the cases get kind of gnarlier at the moment. You know, there's the knowledge in the background that you know, immunization is taking place rapidly and um, not to say that's going to overcome that, but it's definitely going to help out a lot. Uh, going into some other news bits here, Clementon Park has been purchased. Um, we kind of were assuming that that might not necessarily happen uh, just because it's Clementon Park and the value of the real estate there is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out that we ended up with Gene Staples, the man who purchased Indiana Beach, having bought Clementon. Uh, he loves Americana and vintage amusement parks. And uh, so now we have we have Staples owning Clementon Park Holdings, LLC. What, uh-huh. what, I actually have not been to Clementon yet, which is disturbing. Um, and I, I mean, will definitely make a... a a point to make it this year. Give me I mean, your it's thoughts. Here, a, it, it makes a run for. Uh, I, it gives it gives uh, Kingsburg a run for its money. Yeah, that's why I've always heard. I've always heard that. Not great, you know. It's it's an old amusement park, where they took all out of old and built a water park, a majority of the land, and kind of forgot about the amusement park. So, I, was, I was thinking of um, 
Andrew Hyde telling me about, I think he was the one that told me about going to ride the wood coaster and you ride it and then you have to exit the park to exit the ride to get back in. You have to like. Yeah, it was just a weird logistical thing because it's like you exit kind of into the, the, um, you exit into the, what am I thinking here? The, uh, the picnic area. Right. So. You know, I, I don't really have any big thoughts about this. I know that if Gene Staples thinks that he's going to be able to get away with some of the stuff he did in Indiana in New Jersey, <laughs> uh, in terms of like ride inspections or just not caring at all about masks and almost like actively rejecting the idea of wearing masks, he's going to be in for a real shock with how things are done in New Jersey. And um, for that reason, if it does reopen this year, I have to make the trip out there because I have low expectations that it will stick around. For and that, all that is long. like literally the only reason I will go if you go, because otherwise Ariel is going to go. She hates the place. I've heard nothing but middling to bad things about the wood coaster since they put a trim break on it. Oh, um, it was fantastic, and, uh, and then they trimmed it to hell because it was built pretty poorly uh, from the beginning. So there you go. And there's really nothing else there. It was the first coaster that really did some crazy ass things. Like it's like in some ways it's like the precursor to RMC because mm. uh, it did RMC type stuff in a way, not to that extreme, but like, well, it was designed by Alan Schulte. So, I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's going to push the boundaries at the very least. Oh, it did. Oh, it and, did. Yeah. All right. And, and, and there were, there were a lot of people that had very, I know my buddy Kyle is is a big fan of having ridden it, you know, in its opening year. Uh, and now he won't go back because he's like, eh, there's no point. It's been ruined. Um, it, it's not even that. The airtime is still pretty good. It's just that it is rough as it's, it's, it's over my tolerance pretty much, which is pretty high. So, yeah. So I, I heard a lot of things like, Part of the layers of the track rotted and you know, lots of problems. So it needs a lot of work. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that he actually puts the right people in place to look at the ride, assess it properly, and and get it in working condition that's good. Um, the problem with that place is though, it doesn't it they focus I really do think they focus too much on the water park. It was a good move to move towards the water park and add the water park and expand the water park. That's what I believe once it was sold to the Gary story. Mm-hmm. And then it's been through another owner since it's been through a lot of owners yeah. since it was uh, sold by, you know, sold from the original family. Um, but I don't think they put enough into the amusement park and what they have. It's just, it's not very attractive to look at. It's not really a place that you, uh, it's not a place I really like spending time. Like it's, it's, I can find good in a lot of bad places and still enjoy myself. But when I'm there, I just did not really rather not be there. <laughs> when, when I hear if people, anything, talking, I'd rather go down the road, like 10 minutes and go to dig her way. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear people talk about Clementon, um, the general perspective on it is it's a water park with basically a carnival attached to it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of got a, um, 
the uh, the ratio is kind of like Alabama splash, basically, at this point. And I'm, you know, uh, look, I understand there's a lot of people that listen to the Park Scope podcasts that, you know, every park is a carnival if it's not Disney, okay? <laughs> and not not that necessarily those people love my podcast, they'll probably listen to this, but. Um, I mean, you, know, you have a first first thing you see is a ring of fire. Yeah. With the cables, with the cables, that, that model. I mean, come on. Then you see like the world's smallest drop tower that's an adult drop tower because it's on a trailer. And you literally queue up on top of the trailer bed where, you know, it would fold down if it were not uh, trapped, if it weren't set up. Uh, you know, they put in a dragon wagon uh, from the, uh, that came from Bowcraft. Uh, I can't even get that credit because I already have it. It's a tragedy. Uh, and, I guess it has uh, Chicky and Pete's maybe still, maybe. No, no, I don't think it ever did. What are you talking oh, about? I'm, I'm looking at a video of it right now, and it suggested there were chicken and Pete's fries. Oh, maybe they'd license just that. But, oh. I mean, it's not in recent memory, unless that was... Uh, I haven't been in a few years, so... It's possible that they had it there, and honestly, it's kind of a who cares at this point anyways. Um, because it's been it's changed hands so many times that who knows what's I, I really hate to say it, but like I didn't care that it closed and I don't care that it's reopening. Anything, I want I want the I'm park maybe, to do well, like every other park. Hmm. But you know, you, you look at the bones of what's there, it's not a very big park. Um problem is like once you get past it, the area actually gets pretty gets better, but driving to it, it's not a very attractive looking area. And uh, most people just pass on and go. If you're Philadelphians, they'll either go to Great Adventure, Journey mm-hmm. Park, or they'll go to the shore. They're not stopping there on the way there. Yeah, it's it needs something to actually like draw or be interesting to that community to get a larger audience. But it's a smaller park to begin with, so it's like you know, it, it's kind of a weird spot because it's a classic picnic park in a world where the picnic the company picnic is dead. Mm, so right what now, do you, you yeah, know, definitely. So you need to, that doesn't mean that you can't succeed. Um, I think a lot of people tend to think like, well, that means it's, it's bound to fail, but like there are parks like little America that operate throughout the country and do fine. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of like what you need to to focus in on is like, Making having something that's somewhat unique, you know, being at a friendly price point for families, um, providing enough variety in the entertainment and, and options that are there that like will please families, you know, adults and kids, and and maybe encourage them to come frequently, you know, give them some good food options, bring some, you know, random, you know, bring cover bands on stage. Who cares? Like, there's a million things that you can do there. Um, it's just, it is what it is. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done to get it like up to the par of everything else that's in the area, because that area, you know, between Maury's ocean city, seaside Heights, six flags, um, Hershey, Dutch wonderland, Sesame place, Dorney park. You know, it even forces the guys that are that are smaller parks, the smaller operators, the land of make believes, and the storybook lands and places like that, to be at a at a fairly high level for what they are. 
you know, for small family parks. Um, yeah, and the thing is, they has, all do really well, so there's no reason that they can't. Right. It's just they have to figure out what it is that they can do that's different. Uh, and maybe it is, you know, just kind of appealing to um, Americana nostalgia type stuff. If that's what it is, that's fine. But they just got to figure out that niche and they got to they got to really work at it. And it's not it's not something that throwing, you know, portable rides in is going to fix. It's got to be unless maybe it's a really cool portable dark ride if they can find one of those laying around. Um but but even that's not really going to fix it. It's they need a they need a, a slightly different mix of attractions and and things going on there. Hopefully they can find that. But the main issue that I have in in, in what's going on is it's New Jersey. I know they're going to be very stringent on the rides there. Nothing has been operating or possibly even maintained for the last two years. Yeah, I mean I I can't tell you I can tell you some things off air about what it takes to open up Hellcat every year. It's not easy. Yeah. And, and then you throw in a guy that honestly is a very, uh, he's a new operator. He doesn't know a lot about the amusement industry, <laughs> the theme park industry to, to do things and has made choices that I think are interesting. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't have done what he did. I'm kind of cool. I, I'm glad he's doing what he did because it's freaking cool, but I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. And I think that, you know. I mean, it's if it opens this year, that, that's why I'm returning to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because it's my expectations are very low. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love how someone asked Gershaw, like, so you, you know, you guys, you, you know, you just bought, you just, uh, supplied new trains for uh, Alpino Bond. A- any chance you could do that for. Uh, What's it called? I forget. The triple loop, double loop. Uh, the dryer like, looping, I think. Dryer looper. Yeah. Uh, I think the response was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. We'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no one contacted us. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen the trains, have you seen those trains on the new uh, Alpina Bond? Uh, I've not seen the new Alpina Bond trains. Oh, no. they're gorgeous. They, you know, they, they look like the... Uh, the super duper looper trains, but just uh, you know, uh, a little bit more uh, styling to them. So, but you know, I don't blame them. They're old trains. They need look, to look. If you if you run trains, especially like they do over in the German fairgrounds, oh god, every day, oh. you know, moving it around for thirty plus years, yeah, that's going to wear out. Oh, and Alpina Bond is so good. It's so underrated. It gets it's in the shadow. of Olympic looping, but it shouldn't be because it's a fantastic coaster. So, is it similar layout wise to Jetline? Oh God, no. Okay. No, it's its own thing. Okay. I haven't. I haven't been. I mean, Schwarzkopf rides. I, I like. Nobody hates Schwarzkopf, but I don't quite have the fetish that some people do for for Schwarzkopf rides. They're like, they're like when they're really good, they're really good. And I, to me, I love Mindbender of Georgia. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of this stuff in terms of Schwarzkopf, it's kind of like Schwarzkopf can do no wrong. And I ride it and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Like Jetline, Leesburg, Bonin, good examples of rides that are, eh, that's fine. It's okay. You know, like I, I felt like I expected more based on the way people talked about them. And 
And I've actually heard outwardly negative opinions about Olympia looping in addition to positive. So uh, always been intrigued to actually ride that. Anyways, speaking of other parks that have been acquired, Cle- or not Clementon, uh, Conneaut Lake in Pennsylvania has a new owner. Uh, it is a individual who has done real estate development, uh, which obviously concerned some individuals. Um, he's planning to do a lot of work at Conneaut. In fact, they're knocking down a ton of stuff. Um, there are a lot of buildings that he basically says, look, they're old. They look terrible. We're getting rid of them. Uh, some oh, yeah. people think it's a bad idea. <laughs> um, you mean maybe... the ones that have been boarded up for the like, last 20 years? Yeah. What's and, the purpose? They're and, just and, ugly. And maybe you can argue that you know he's he's getting things ready so that when the park fails as a park uh, with no wood coasters, he's planning, I guess, to, to basically take it down for this year and have it reviewed by you know structural engineers and yada yada yada. Um, you know that that will give him a, a chance to go ahead and redevelop the entirety of of Conneaut Lake into real estate. And to what I would say in response to that is. He bought it. Um, I'm not saying I love the fact that Conneaut Lake could potentially go under, but if the only park with a wood coaster that we lose after the COVID pandemic is Conneaut Lake, you know, gotta be honest, we got out pretty okay. Here's the thing. So, I, I kind of felt this way about Conneaut and Lakemont. And I thought what they did to Lakemont, I don't know if it's successful. I don't know if it will be successful. I don't know if, you know, whatever. The, the fact of the matter is, I personally don't care that they took out the flat rides. There wasn't a lot of unique stuff. There's a couple of cool things. I mean, they had a skydiver still and that twister thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of not, it was kind of ugly looking. Yeah. And uh, it looks a lot better now. It does. And Connie uh, is just, it's another one of those places that it's old and it's busted. You can be old and glorious, but no, it's old and busted. So Clementon is like old, new, and busted. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know, we're not saying this to be, you know, derisive to this park. I like, I've actually enjoyed going to Connie yeah, I had fine business, I just, uh, I don't know. The year before the want... pandemic, they were actually operating in the black. But look, the pandemic hit. There's nothing they can do about it. Like, yeah. there have been other things that have happened in human history which have caused amusement parks to close. Um, fires, disasters, the Great Depression. Like, this isn't a thing like, you know, the, the liability insurance crisis of the early to mid-1980s where... You know, that was like politically manufactured and we can sit there and, and blame that. Like this was a, this was a big thing. A lot of companies didn't make it. If we get parks that make it and most of them make it great. Like, I'm really happy about that. I, I feel bad that Kanyat's in the position that it might be in, but I can't act surprised. Kanyat has been struggling for my entire adult life. Now, if I were 26, that would be a meaningless statement, but I'm 38. It has always been struggling. There was Save the Blue Streak ERT was in like 1999. You know? 
I, I, I'm not saying I want to go away. I want to succeed, but like it can't succeed the way that it was being operated. It just wasn't going to. By the way, and it was sparking with that ERT, and they said, "Oh, that's normal. It's just running really fast." Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. There's footage out there. Um, It may have been used for a television show. Yeah, it was. Um, No, that's not normal. (laughs) No, it's not. And it was. It was. uh, It was either. It was ninety nine or ninety seven. One of the two. Um, yeah. Either way, I was in the hobby by then. So, you know, we're talking, this is like 24, 25 years ago that Conneaut was was in trouble. Yeah. And it's, it's still there. It, it, it needs somebody to actually invest a lot of money into doing things to make it better and to make it succeed. And until that happens, it's not going to occur. And that's the reality. And I know it and you know it. And we all and know it much together. a nicer place half an hour away. Yes. Yes, there that's is. A, that's also the big problem. What's happened the last twenty five years? Yeah, and not only not only do they have well, not a problem for Waldemir, a problem for Kanye. <laughs> for, for Kanye, yeah, and and not only that, like Waldemir has gotten a boost because it lost its chief competitor in Geauga Lake. So, All right. yeah, you know they're in a better position financially uh, to invest more, and they have. And Waldemir is a great park. Um, I don't know anybody that dislikes Waldemir. Waldemir is fantastic. Um. Has great wood coaster, has a great junior wood coaster, has a cool log flume, has dark ride, has a walkthrough, has a great drop tower, has, you know, all these cool elements. Very interesting. The nicest part. convoy ride ever. The best convoy ride in America, easily. <laughs> um, but so it's, I, I again, I don't want to feel like I'm bashing Kanye Lake. And I don't think that I am, but I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it just, it is what it is. It, it just, if it, it feels like a park that, you know, it's your, it's, it feels like a park that's been in a coma for yeah. like the last 25 years. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's either going to wake up or not. And I don't know. It, I just gave up on it a while ago. I, I have the best, but yeah. And I'd like to go back. We were going to go this past year, obviously. We couldn't, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, also, uh, some bad news for, uh, Lake Compounds, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, the Haunted Graveyard, which has been going on for like 25 years or so, uh, is, uh, had it with Lake Compounds apparently and is leaving. So they're going to relocate everything, which is crazy. An enormous amount of work. Yeah. Um, because walking through it is like a mile long, literally. Yeah, I, I I did a I tracked it last time I went, and it's like a mile long. It's crazy how ridiculous that thing is. Um, so that's a disappointment. Uh, that was like the last thing that would get me to go to Lake Compound. So it's like, okay, I want the Boulder National Night Rides, the Haunted Graveyard's good. The price is good during that night because you know you do the Haunted Graveyard and you tack on. Uh, like compounds for just a little bit or mm. vice versa. Um, and uh, yeah, now, now uh, you know, I, I don't have much of a, there's other parks I can go to that I will not have a frustrating day yet. Yeah. So just like another park in Pennsylvania, there's other parks I can go to that I will not be frustrated at. But I do really want to ride still curtain again, but. I, I just feel, um, I feel bad. I feel really bad about it because I I like I like 
lake compounds. You know, I worked there. I have, um, I have a lot of positive feelings about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what what can I say about it beyond that? You know, what can what can I say about that that park and and where they've gone and what's happened to them? Um, it's just sad to me. It's sad. Uh, the haunted graveyard is. It's just been like a series of ever growing dominoes. Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean I would legitimately if I'm up there for like Six Flags New England or something else during that that period of time, I will search it out in some location. It's that good of a yeah. haunt. It's, an, it's an amazing haunt. Um, you, you well, can, I follow, you go back. Our, you go back through the, the the show records, in fact, and hear uh, our, the interview I did with the general manager there, uh, Jerry Brick. Uh, and we actually discussed, you know, how the the haunted graveyard came to come to Lake Compounds. Uh, it actually started at Lyman Orchards, and um, they found it, and they gave it a much better location, and and things went swimmingly for a long time. I, I would guess. Here's what I would guess. Okay. Okay. First of all, a lot of the things that have happened uh, over the last ten years. I would say yeah, it's about been about 10 years now that like this slide has been going on. Maybe, maybe even longer than that, really, like more like 15. Um, with the purchase from Parque Reunidos of Kenny Woods <sighs> Parks and, and everything that's happened since. So, you know, to me, obviously, like the very first, like the canary in the coal mine was was Boulder Dash going to one train forever. <laughs> and that was a bad sign because it showed that they were willing to put the budget ahead of the guest experience. And as soon as you do that, um, as soon as you're willing to cut those corners, then you know that other things will go wrong. And, you know, to me, like the obvious thing, this is like the biggest of the dominoes, but the one before this was a sky ride, um, which was for that park, very unique attraction. Uh, one of the steepest chairlifts in America and now it's gone. Um, along, you know, basically leaving their their deep south area of the park with only a raft attraction, uh, and a you know a big empty field which they've never bothered to to do much with after sand mining the berm of the park. Yeah, to me, it's it's just kind of like. There's, there's not a lot of charm in that park. There never was to begin with because so much was torn out, you know, back when it was owned by Herco and even before that. The only old building that's in the park is is basically uh, the crock pot and the ballroom above it. I, I, I just feel bad. It's, it's not the park that I grew up with for obvious reasons. I know parks change, but I can't say it's a better park. I just can't wildcat getting retracked and basically being a disaster. Um, you know, going down the line, like then they build like a campground and animatronic dinosaurs because that's, you know, and park area need us to copy what Cedar fair was doing and brought their own robot dinosaurs. I don't know. It's just, it's sad. It's sad to me because I like that park and I want them to succeed but I honestly would not, I would not go to that park at this point. 
Like, I just <laughs> wouldn't go. Like, if I'm in the area, which I will be around Memorial Day, I won't go to that park. Period. I won't go. I feel I feel bad about it, but I don't know what else to say. I just I don't want to go there. There's nothing that pleases me about going to Lake Compounds. And you know, if I lived nearby, I would just I would literally just go to Quasi all the time. I wouldn't even bother. And New England and Six Flags New England. Six Flags New England's a better park. Rye Playland's a better park. Um, you know, the only problem is you have Boulder Dash, and that's really good, and that's sad. I like Boulder Dash a lot too, but I don't want to wait 40 minutes for a night ride with one train or an hour on a busy day when it's going to be running. It's all Park Reno's. It's, I don't, you can't even blame, I don't know who you blame. Oh, and that's, I, and, that's is- and that's hoping that the track work is good that year. I mean, there's yeah. so many off years for Boulder Dash that, you know. Well, I was uh, finally getting back to editing my uh, Europe trip vlogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one I uh, stopped at, I don't know, some subconscious thing. It was a, a Park Reunionos Park. <laughs> and I started looking to the footage just to, you know, see what I'm going to do with it. And I'm, and I'm seeing my day, I'm okay. All right, they parked me the furthest away from a music park I feel like I've ever parked. Uh, the, the entrance gate was absolutely ridiculously busy. Uh, and at the start of the day, they were running one train on uh, a lot of the rides, including their brand new roller coaster, or well, their newest roller coaster at the time, the Star Trek ride, which is, you know, a shuttle coaster that's actually designed to run two trains. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I didn't. I don't know how I didn't do my research, but I didn't know that I was going to two park in those parks until after my trip. And I look back and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, La Land and Park, uh, Movie Park Jeremy. Yeah, I get the operations now. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's not just an American thing. No, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, they're just... Yeah, it's a cheap. Yeah. They're they're a cheap company. They, um, I don't even know what they're they, attempting to they do. Have a, they have a lot of different divisions, or you know, they are a lot of different recreational facilities. And don't they even own like ski resorts and stuff? I think so. Yeah, they they have a lot of stuff. So um, I don't know. I, I imagine like they don't do any of it well. To be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> so it's uh, it's a it's a shame. But let's move on to something very happy. Yes. At the happiest place in the world, right? Or the land. Disneyland has announced their intention to expand both parks across the street to the west, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's basically taking up old parking lots or not old parking, parking lots. Uh, it, it seems like the, them expanding their uh, parking garage to basically double the size was all in preparation for this and, and project uh, the, the Star Wars because they thought all the people would be coming. They didn't. But uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> and they didn't have a chance to come once the new ride opened because that ride has only been open for <laughs> like two months. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, so they, they, they don't have, uh, so they don't even have anything approved. Uh, 
it's been documented that they've had a hard time getting along with the city of Anaheim uh, to get things approved or whatever and all that stuff. Because there was a hotel project to expand Disneyland Hotel and reinvent it and all that stuff. And uh, that got canceled, mainly because the, uh, the city said we're not paying for things that they wanted them to pay for. Um, rightfully so. I don't feel that the city should be paying anything for at this point to no. expand the Disneyland Resort. And not at maybe some infrastructure stuff around park roads and stuff but that is very very elite the very the only thing you should be paying for at this point seeing how big of a company it is and how much they can afford to uh do all that stuff on their own um but uh it, it i it's interesting move right some people thought a it would lot, be a third park yeah a, a lot of people were surprised by this um See, it could be a third park. It would be pretty big, actually, it's but not, it would yeah, still it, be smaller than DCA. You know, I think everybody has pretty much analyzed it to death to where, you know, it's it's going to be, you're going to see expansions to Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure, um, additional hotel structures, downtown Disney District, you know, continuing to be that kind of central vein. Um, right, and then through also... Being expanded out. And then also separate, uh, the uh, what do they call it? The Toy Story parking lot. Uh, currently, uh, they are going to. I could be wrong, uh, but they are going to create like a little Disney Springs type area that mm. looks very in the style with a hotel. So, uh, yeah, and, and none of this is approved. It's all pretty much just uh, putting it out there to see how the public responds. It's probably getting a lot of leverage to be like, hey, people want this. Uh, because basically, uh, from my understanding, like 30, 40 years ago, they went through all the zoning laws and they were, all these areas were zoned for, uh, what they are now and they were not zoned for an amusement park. Uh, right. so, uh, and right now with, uh, the pandemic and Anaheim realizing, oh, we get a lot of money from this place. Um, hey, maybe we should uh, work with them a little bit better. Uh, uh Disney's putting it up there to, uh, to, you know, move it along. So. My, my sense is, yeah, I I think that they, like you said, they're they're looking to try and get some some concessions out of it. Um, right now, Anaheim, I don't think. I'm trying to get a way to put this. Yeah, Anaheim definitely likes the money that Disney brings in. Okay, but right now, Anaheim also just have to deal with the issues that are presented by Disney expanding. Uh, they don't have to deal with the additional traffic. They don't have to deal with the additional demand on sewer systems and utilities. They don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Um, should Disney successfully expand out? Fine. Um, I'm certainly not, you know, opposed to seeing more Disney. Yeah, but, it needs it. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, you know, honestly, there's a lot of stuff that they can do at the existing parks and will do um, regardless. And I just, it's not the end of the world. If it doesn't happen for me, I'm not going to boost that they have to do this because I don't know. I know what Disney suggesting they can do, but I also don't, I don't live there. So I don't feel like it's, it's my place to demand how the Anaheim does things specifically. Like if, if I live there, I would have a better sense as to, you know, what it's like to try and park 
over by Disneyland or to drive in. I've always heard nightmares about it. I've never actually had to do it. Um, like I've driven, I usually end up at like early in the morning or very late at night coming in. Yeah. And I leave very early in the morning, usually because I'm going to another park somewhere. But I've never been in a situation, you know, where I had to drive in at 4.30 to get home. And I ran into all the people that were pass holders trying to get to the park. So I don't, I don't want to jump on having an opinion on it either way because it's not really my place to. Um, I'm fine with hearing what the people that live in California think <laughs> that actually are in Anaheim and are like, okay, these are the concerns that we may or may not have about expansion or we may actually just be like, screw it, we want it. Um, I'm sure the people who... Uh already feel like they are living next to Disneyland, but will literally be next to Disneyland with this expansion. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, there will be homes on the opposite side of, of the walls. Uh, yeah. Kind of like Universal Studios Florida is now, you know, like, it kind of be worse. that close. Right across yeah. Walnut. Yeah, kind of worse. Seems like it's way, way closer. Very <laughs> close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting what they're doing, and uh, it seems like they might actually have, like, a second hub. For, uh, from the you know concept of what they're planning on doing, looks mm-hmm. like they'll actually have another entrance for both parks, which would make sense because if you wanted to go from like one section to Disneyland to one section DCA, they're like literally like a hundred feet apart. Yeah, and you had to go all the way around back to the main entrance and back would be really annoying. And I'll so, point out, I'll point this out too. Like we're talking about we're talking about Disney, right? And yeah. And there's nothing that's stopping Disney from going out and spending a ton of money. Like, who owns who owns the Garden Walk at this point? Is it Disney? I don't think so. Um, you know, and that's like a block away. Um, yeah, that's 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 still there. Um, there are a lot of motels. I understand that, you know, it would be inflated pricing over what they probably want to pay for a motel if they wanted to go buy the Camelot or the Tropicana and like they did the buy the carousel. But they could buy that stuff up if they wanted to do expansion as well. So I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm... Or we could eventually see them build a third park somewhere else in yeah. the LA area, which I, I mean, think yeah. they eventually... I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow or, you know, 25 years from now, but eventually I feel like they will expand to the third park. Yeah. So. I mean, it's going to be a while. I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. I mean, this is going to be a while. This is five years minimum. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, like there's nothing stopping Disneyland from going out and buying the candy cane in. I know that that's something nobody actually wants because the candy cane in is like this beloved thing, but you know, okay. they could, they could buy these things if they wanted to. They have, billions upon billions of dollars and one of the largest corporations in the world. So I don't, I don't necessarily have a real strong feeling one way or the other on it. Like I said, I I pretty much just defer to the people that live there. Like it's where you live. If you think it's helpful, great. If you don't think it's helpful, that's fine too. I just, I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions. Um, do I think it looks cool? I guess. I mean, it's it's just all hypothetical stuff. And we know nothing about what they're actually constructing or building. Um, 
for all I know, it's just going to be one after another. It could just be like Shrek 4D uh, over and over again, you know, like, or 10 Fast and the Furious style tube simulators. And then we would all regret it, maybe, that it was easier to park before or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're trying to do something that's about the extent of it. Um, anything else that we have before we should start talking about trips? Uh, no, that seems to be about it. I can't think of anything else that really broke recently that's uh, worthy. So you went to Texas. Actually, we both went to Texas, but you actually went to, well, we both went to parks. You just went to actually like good ones. Um, tell us about your trip to Texas. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had a good time, but like by, it was a six day trip. And by like day three, we were like, I'm, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the big issue here was that when we booked this, Texas still had limits. Right. There are 25 or 50. I don't know. And then they lifted the limits. All the parks kept all the mass things, which is really all I cared about. We, we found out very quickly at the Galveston. Wait, so the first thing we went to is uh, the Reinforced Cafe mm-hmm. in Galveston because it has a uh, raft dark ride. Yes. Yes. That I. It looks like it's built like Intamin, but I have no idea who did the ride system because um, it both look very Intamin. But I assume you know it could just like if chance does anything remotely like that, it could be them. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's a long-standing relationship there with with them and the Landry's company. But anyways. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we bought our tickets indoors and then went outdoors and found that first hour-long line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we didn't know it was an hour-long line. We just knew it was not as long long as uh, we would like. So um, I didn't tell Ariel about this stop. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a surprise to her. She's like, this is really cool. By the end of the line, she's like, this better be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Uh, like, I enjoyed it more than Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I I, en- I have enjoyed it as well. It's it's um, it's um, not like it's a top five dark ride or anything, but it, the fact that it exists is really interesting. Yeah, it's like, what, six bucks or something? It's, yeah. It's cool. Plus, I, I walked on. Like, I didn't have to wait at all. So. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. They yeah, were loading only different. one group per boat, so that, that slowed things down as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. I only found out about it. I mean, I, I feel like if I had told you, you would have been like, Alex, why aren't you walk? Why aren't you looking at my uh, uh, hidden attractions of Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Did you? Uh, I was going to ask you another question, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um but yeah, it's it's such a bizarre thing. A lot of people don't know about it. Um, yeah, and someone posted a picture on Twitter a few weeks before, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "I want to do that." I've never been to Rick Ferris Cafe. I don't really care to ever really go to one. Maybe once, but um, it seemed like something that would be cool to do, and yeah, it was. It is. So then we go over to what were you we about to say? You're about to say something. No, no, no. It's go ahead. Let's okay. Let's talk about the pleasure pier. I didn't go on to the pleasure pier. 
<laughs> did you decide that, what is it for pay one price now, like 33 or $35? No, that's not the problem. Oh. So Ariel was wearing a uh, sweater or something or a shirt or whatever. She was wearing long sleeves. So she managed to just slip right by the people who are stopping you because it requires $10 just to step onto the pier. Right. Which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Complete bullshit. So if you just want to ride the Iron Shark, it does not cost you $6. It costs you $16. And the wristband costs you $24 or something like that. So I see what they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. And I, she had already bought two tickets. So I'm like, well, you know what? That Whatever. We still save $4 or something. We still save money by me not going. So I'm like, I'll just take lots of video from the, 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 the two jetties and uh, around there. <laughs> so I took lots of video and just hung out. And she sat in the, her real introduction to Texas fuel lines, <laughs> which I, she sent me pictures. I'm like, I'm really glad I'm not there right now. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, it's a thing about not to get onto the COVID discussion, but like, it's obvious that like the masks are like the most important thing. Social distancing is also important, but it's not nearly as important as masks because everyone was wearing masks, but no one was social distanced. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, long enough ago that she would have contracted. So yeah. let's just say that, you know, it's unbelievable that we felt like we were being the most, uh, you know, irresponsible on this trip. But we did the thing that we've always been doing and we're very, you know, careful about is wear masks. And guess what? So far, we, we seem to be okay. So, uh, you know, we could have had non-symptoms, but like, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have, as a technically obese man, <laughs> I would have had some symptoms. Meantime for onsets five days. So it's pretty unlikely that you're going to get it at this point. Yeah, um, so I, it just it blows me away that this many people's lives could have been saved by just wearing a goddamn piece of cloth or, uh, you know, over your damn mouth, nose and mouth. So, yes, yeah. So sorry to be on that little, you know, rant. Iron, Iron Shark, though, you've been on before. I've been on it. It's a fun ride. Yeah, I rode it again. I would have liked to ride it again. Actually, I was never, the plan was never to ride again, but when we found out it was $6, she like said, so here's how it went. She went ahead. I realized, oh, I forgot a camera battery. Or no, a memory card. I'll go back and get that. So you go ahead and purchase six. She's like, it's $6. I'm like, okay, I'll buy one. Then I get up there and they're like, sir, sir, stop. I'm like, what? And he's like, where's your wristband? I'm like, I, I just bought a ticket for the ride. And he's like, no, you need a wristband. I'm like, I, okay. I, it just, it's, it's crazy to me that a place that has paid, you know, a pier park would have an admission price. Just and it's uh, that's all the time right that's not all a the time new thing all the time it's, it's it is a very it's very exclusionary how they operate it i mean there's no other there's no way, way to put it like there's obviously an intent to try and prevent certain people from being on that pier well then charge like not ten dollars like five dollars or something like that ten dollars is a little for a, uh just to walk on Look at rides for ten dollars. That's yeah, it's uh, it's outrageous in my mind. I I think it's. I know it's only ten dollars, but just think about it. It's not the yeah, whatever. It's stupid. Anyways, she liked it. I liked it when I rode it back in fifteen. Barely rode back in fifteen. I I stayed in Galveston on day two after being at uh, Tima the night before and NASA the night before. Mm-hmm. And uh, my intention was to ride it in the morning and then go back to Kima because I knew I would oh, love bullet. And uh, it was too cold and windy. So I eventually got it like really late, like, like, like 
a few hours before it closed, they finally opened it up. But yeah, it's a cool little ride. It's very short. It, it's cool how it's like literally right next to the ocean on top of a really tall pier that has crumbling rebar underneath it, which is kind of uh, concerning. <laughs> but getting getting hit by that many hurricanes yeah, is, yeah. is not going to help. But anyways... Um, because uh, I had a good, I had a lot of time to look underneath here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So she enjoyed it, but yeah, the uh, the whole line issue was not great. So then we go over to um, we get to Kima, like you know, two hours after we were expecting to, three hours after we were expecting to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we thought we'd be in Galveston for like half an hour. <laughs> oh boy, we we had regrets almost immediately with this trip. Um, uh, Bull Rock, you know, chemo was packed. Uh, the first ride in the bullet was like an hour, but then by our seventh ride, four hours later, uh, it was down to walk on. So we ended up with seven rides, which, you know, for a $25 wristband that what would be $6 a ride, we, it worked out. Mm-hmm. And Bar Walk, Bullet, oh, so good. Have you been on it? I have been on it. Isn't it so good? It's a great ride. It's a top five wood coaster for me. Oh my god, it is! I know it's, a lot of uh, a lot of people kind of knock the ending. I think that wrote it early on. When I wrote it a few years back, it was fine. Like, uh, it's a little weak, but it's not as weak as Ravine Flyer or Voyage. I would agree with, yeah, Ravine both actually because Voyage's yeah. last helix is not. It peters no, out. I'm end. just talking about the little dip up and then into the break run. It's like, yeah, yeah. I rather that that dip be there because it just it's like this gravity group is like, well, we can't have any flat tracks, so we have to have something. We'll yeah. put this little dip that does nothing. In. No, I rather <laughs> not have it. I rather have a straight, straight piece of track into the breaks because then it just feels like it's, uh, you know, a letdown. And the rain, rain fire also crawls up to the end, but it also comes up from a cliff, so I feel like that's a little more acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Boardwalk Bullet is a very, very tight coaster. Tons of... One anchor it, and like 3,200 feet of track. Yeah, it's it's a it's great... I, I love it. I think it's one of the best motor coasters out there. Um, I'm and, happy oh to hear God. it's running well. That's the important part. Like No, Alan, when I say well, I mean like back seat, wheel seat, no problem. Excellent. It's smoother than most uh, PTC trains on the middle of a three-row or the front seat of a two-row. It... It no problems with whatsoever. It was way better than when I rode it fifteen. They do put a lot of money into it. It, it closes for a retrack for a month and a half every year. Yeah, I so, I rode it right after a retrack in like fourteen or fifteen or whatever year it was last out there, and I mean it was it was stellar. Um, and I've oh, always been a little so worried good. about, but if it's still running that way. What I would say to you is that that greatly increases my interest in returning to Houston during like an off season period, like November, December. Uh, Me too. That's, that's a great ride. And I actually like Houston a lot as, as a weird place, as weird as it may be of a city. Um, I I would be very highly interested in, in going out there again. So I'm, I may or may not be looking at flights in the background. Um. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, we didn't get to do the train ride. I know you told me it has dark ride elements, but yeah. it was busy. So um, we will return eventually and uh, do better. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was 11 o'clock. And then there was a drive to uh, San Antonio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, but 
part I didn't tell you is we had to wake up at like 2 a.m. to drive to Newark, which also sucked. Newark <laughs> is, uh, I man, we had no choice, but because of price and bad flights and all that stuff, we had to. But man, Newark is, uh, my friend Matt said it the best. It's, it's, it's a person who has said for the last 25 years and keeps on trying to convince himself, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, it it I, I goes nice places. That's the best I can say for it. I, I hear other terminals are better, but the terminal you're in is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go to San Antonio. I assume you did uh, Six Flags immediately, right? Yeah. Our, your attention was to do it on Friday and Saturday. A lot of things changed. <laughs> I'm really glad that we just centered basically in the San Antonio, um, Austin area because mm-hmm. it may re, you know, changing our plans around really easy. And yeah, it, it would have been impossible to have any fun if we weren't able to change things on the fly. So we go to Six Flags and it is absolutely packed and the operations are absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, uh, as far as dispatches, dispatches were okay for the most part. It's the, you know, the three cars on Batman, the stuff not opening, uh, a lot of your attractions not opening until noon. Or on the first day, like, there were still, like, three coasters when we left. They were still closed for the day. Uh, and, and we actually eventually uh, came back to Fiesta, Texas for, like, the last hour and just do close Wonder Woman. Everything eventually had open. So I'm sure it's a little bit due to staffing, but, like, uh, uh, yeah, 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 and they uh, definitely uh, no limits on capacity, even though there are reservations. That's another reason why we're still feeling good about it. Like, oh, I still have reservations, you know. So it shouldn't be that bad, right? No, no. It, it was one of the busiest park days we've ever seen over the three days. Like, Ariel was like, I worked, I worked Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> For the size of this park and ratio wise, like it was, she felt like it was busier. I think, I think the, the, we're we're reopening everything type thing got people to, um, it just got people like, oh man, yeah, let's go do stuff. Six flags. Like everything got, yeah, and everything got packed. Like I, I'll talk about this when I briefly discuss my, my, my trips outside, which very minimally involved amusement parks. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was busy from what I could see uh, immediately following that announcement. Yeah, and so I did a video I don't do very often. I just did a one take, which I, I, I don't think I've ever done a one take video ever for like a vlog type video where we just walked around the park. And we were, we were very careful about how we were being negative because the, here's what really... I love Fiesta, Texas. It's a great park. It's got a great lineup. Yeah, it's a lot of clones, but they're all good clones except for the boomerang. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Like, I mean, the setting alone is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The theme, uh, it, it okay. Stuff that's it, what what like they have like a. DC area basically now that's not technically a DC area. It's not on the mark map. It's still not marked as a DC area. But like there's a lot more everything just seems more 
not as chaotic as it was in 13. Everything seemed a little out of, a lot of things seemed out of place in 13. And gradually, it feels like all of those mistakes have been corrected, removed, or whatever. And I, I just think it's gorgeous. I love it so much. But the operations are just so bad and frustrating that it, it's, I don't, it just breaks my heart. So, yeah, we just walked around and just showed, hey, here's this long line. Here's this long line for the strollers. Here's this long line for Flash Pass. Oh, look, you want to go skip stuff? Wait, you'll have to wait two hours to skip stuff. And then when you do skip stuff, that might still take a while because uh, stuff might break down all the time. Um, so, yeah, after – and I was so positive. I'm like, Gary, I'm like, let's just get your credits. You know, we'll do whatever to do. Well, you can use all my skip passes. The first time our, our skip passes uh, – so she waited at Rope Drop, and I went to Flash Pass. And in the morning, like, three of the coasters were available to actually get the paper passes. So I couldn't even give her my four, two passes. So she'd have four passes to try to get things over. I was just like, I can't even do it. For, I, I can't even be like the, the hero here. And like, here are all the, get your credits. Woo! <laughs> so, you, you know, I was what, like, what day were you there happy? again? This was a Friday. This yeah, but which which day was it? Was it the the twelfth? Uh, it would have been the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Okay. So part of it, part of it too. Like I know it was busy when you were there, but like it was also spring break week. Yeah, I know, but we knew that. But we knew that going in. That's why we went that weekend. But again, we thought we'd have the reduction. <laughs> Acid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember, you know, Joe and I were at Six Flags Over Texas in spring break week a couple of years ago. And we were there midweek. We were there like Wednesday and Thursday or something or Thursday, Friday, maybe. Because um, we did an open close day at Six Flags or close to open close. We left to go get beer at one point. Um, I need but, that. but we were there, you know, for, for most of the preceding day as well. And it was slammed. Like it was, yeah. it was crazy packed. Um, no, yeah, obviously, me, obviously now, now that they have, don't have the restrictions and capacity, like it's just going to be gnarly. I, I knew that going in. As a matter of fact, I, I think I mentioned, cause I was in Dallas uh, the weekend before you did this trip. And I had the option of going to Six Flags over Texas. I actually canceled my my annual pass last year. Uh, and I had the option of, you know, getting a new one or just buying a day ticket and going to Six Flags over Texas to try and get the Joker credit. And I just realized it wasn't going to be worth it. Like, it was going to be a lot of money. And it was if it was down, I'd be screwed. Uh, if it was up, I'd be stuck in line for two hours. Like, it just didn't seem fun. Um so part of it's going to be the spring break, but yeah, you, you didn't get the reduced capacity because of the changes. Um, and if you watch, if you watch the video for those that are out there, it is like, it's busy. Like it's real busy at that part. Yeah. It's really big. It's really busy. So that's why, you know, we're trying to be positive because I do love the place, but I, I can't be positive. And the guy who runs it is a really nice guy. And he's really enthusiastic about the, uh, the uh, park and the industry and everything. And he continues to be enthusiastic about park improvements and, and uh, the general appearance of the park. But every time he's posted something since then, I want to be like, how about you run uh, four trains on that coaster instead of letting it up nicely, at yeah. least four trains. Because uh, 
we'll jump to jump to um uh uh Sunday, uh, we rode Batman with a flash pass, and it still took an hour. One was too little of a breakdown, which they never announced anything. It was just like, and we were like practically in the station, never talked to us. Just, yeah, it just looked like they wanted to not work for a while. That's what it felt like for a whole while. <laughs> then the mechanic finally showed up. I'm like, oh, okay, it is actually broken. But with that ride being a prototype, it's got a lot of more complexities to the, they strip a lot of stuff out of the new, the new ones yeah. or the everyone after it. Like they had like retractable brakes at the top of the uh, Raven's turn, first Raven's turn. I don't know even why they would have that. Uh, but they also had like levelers so the seats would tilt back and forth, just like X2 basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas now they, you know, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a jump up with the other ones, but it's not that bad. Um, so, uh, so with that, with that issue with the, with the, uh, oh, and the two stations are together. So two cars have to come into the station together because they can't rotate each car individually. So when you run three trains, what, guess what happens? It's like running one, it's like running two trains because the, the, the third train has to come back before the third train can come or the second train can come back in or vice versa. I don't know how you. It, it. Hey, but guess what? It will look nice for now. On. They got new lighting package. <laughs> uh, so uh, after six hours of this, uh, we I I just I couldn't anymore. We, we got into the Goliath line and we moved like twenty feet in, in like 10, 20 minutes. And I, I we left and I, I sat down on the side of the midway and I can't I can't. I just can't. I tried to be positive. I can't. And she calls up ZTs. Are you busy? No. Do you think you'll be busy? No. Okay. Six Flags sucks. We're coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, yeah, it does. And then we it went over to ZTs. We only had like two hours or something like that. Unfortunately, we were like so much more time. Got to see, um, oh, fuck, I forgot her name. Uh, oh, God. The owner. Uh, that one of the owners, obviously, it's a husband wife team. Uh, she's so nice. She was very nice. Talked to her and said, I remember you from last time. Glad everything seems to be doing well for you and everything. And just talked about everything. She's really nice. Uh, got a bunch of rides on Switchback. I think like nine. So we got to ride every road because <laughs> it has a four car train. Uh, it's still fantastic. Um, it's, still, it's got a little bit. Uh, gravity jar, like vibration going. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was kind of it, it, it's aged like mind blower aged within like a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it, but it's not nearly as bad as mind blower. Mind blower last time we rode was pretty not great. Um, still enjoyed it, but yeah, I, it's cool. I, I, I like to ride the, the whole. Fact that it's like you know Texas the zoning laws don't really exist, so the fact that there's just some dude across the, from the station, across the road, <laughs> walking his dog in his lawn, <laughs> <laughs> like he just like he's like working from home, not really fully dressed. It's just like <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, it's a great ride. It's, it's really cool. Have you been on it yet? I have not been on it yet. Um, okay, I am. I am intending to go later this year. Uh, okay. 
because I have I have a place to stay later this year for the Formula One Grand Prix in Austin. So I am I'm making plans to go head out that way for that. And ZDT will be part of the overall package of me visiting it. Because it's not it's not terribly far away. Um, yeah, I'd love to go back. I'm I'm very interested in it. It's it's obviously a strange ride. And I like strange rides, but then it's a strange ride that's also a wood coaster. And yeah. That's even better. I um, really hope Journey ends up building one. I'd I do be too. very happy. I do too. I would be very excited about that. And now it, that it might you know, get friends has... of mine to actually go back to that park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, now that it has been five years since I've ridden it, I uh, really would love it to be built. So hopefully that didn't get canned. And it was actually what we thought it was. Yeah. But I think it was. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, also, we did the go-karts, which I did do last time. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bad. There are these electric go-karts that have a boost that I couldn't even feel the boost. You could, apparently, you could boost twice. Um, they, I feel like it has some kind of collision thing, or I don't know. It, 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 random points, it would cut off. Like, going downhill, it would really cut off. But one time when I was uh, trying to stop, I didn't stop. and just, like, completely slammed into the Ariel. So <laughs> they were really bad. Uh, if you have time, try them out for how bad they are. Uh, okay. I did the silo climb again, which is like this giant rock wall that they just stuck on the side of my uh, silo. I don't think it's any rock wall company. I think they just went to uh, a rock wall provider, either provider store, got all mm-hmm. the little things, bolted it to the side of the silo, <laughs> sprayed some expanding foam, painted that tan color to make it look like a rock wall, and said, here we go. <laughs> I assume though the uh, repelling thing is all not homemade, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it defeated me again. I yeah, I will make it my mission in life to complete that silo wall eventually. It's huge. It's like forty feet tall. It's ridiculous and hard too. It's not the well, the height. It was the some of the, the, the grapple points were really getting hard from the top. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we went back to Six Flags and we did an hour for um, Wonder Woman and uh, two women got in line afterwards and would not leave and eventually the ride ops gave up because they were being so uh, obnoxious. So, But one guy gave it a really good try to try to block them, but yeah. So... That was that was our first day. So second day, we knew from the first day we need to get there even earlier than um, an hour before opening, so we could be at the front of the line of the flash house line. So um, you know those bad operations when you went three days you go to the park and every day they open the parking, the uh, security, and the actual gates to the park at. All completely different times. <laughs> like, no sense, rhyme or, rhyme or reason of everything. So, uh, at this point, I really need to go to the bathroom. So, I went to the bathroom, and then I get a frantic call, and there's no reception in the bathroom. So, I'm, like, hurrying it up, and she's like, they're out of flash passes. They sold out already online for the day. I'm like, oh, oh boy. She's like, we're going to SeaWorld. I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a great idea. Let's go to SeaWorld. <laughs> so an hour later, we were at SeaWorld. 
which worked out really well. It was not all that crowded. It got a little crowded towards the end of the day. Uh, and it was a little difficult getting, um, the, the longest line was literally the drive, uh, through the parking booth. That's what took the longest. And, uh, and sitting by the people who have no life, but to protest SeaWorld out front of SeaWorld. So apparently that's a thing. People like to protest SeaWorld. So I, I didn't know they actually went out in front of the SeaWorld and did that. So, uh, so I was there in October, but we never talked about it. Anything with the Texas trip, I went in October. Um, I like it. I like it a lot more this time because it was really, it was too dead when I went in October. So it didn't feel like it had any life. Now it had life and it was a lot more uh, joy to be there. Um, towards the end, it wasn't though because it was very busy. got very busy. We went to the Kitty Coaster first. That was the best thing to do. That was a very good idea because that place was mobbed. Shortly after, I uh, went over Steel Heel, got two rides on that. Unfortunately, that was it for the day. But both of them were in backseat, double ride. And, uh, I mean, Steel Heel is fantastic. It's uh, probably the best uh, Morgan Hyper that was originally a Morgan Hyper um, <laughs> that was built. Uh, yeah, it's got bone-crushing uh, pullouts and amazing airtime. And they don't trim it too hard. So it gets decent airtime on those camelbacks. So my first time I rode it back in 13, it was trimmed very hard on that mid course. So the second half was like wild thing or mamba. Like you could unload me at the block breaks. It would, it would make the ride better. <laughs> and I wouldn't have the disappointment of going over things that should have airtime. Uh, did this, the uh, wave uh, breaker? their Intamin jet ski simulator on a rails. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's a fun ride. Um, you know, I went into it kind of hoping for like somewhere between Yukon Quad, which probably no one knows about, but go to the YouTube channel, the Coast Search Pod, and you can see POVs and off-ride footage. Uh, somewhere between that and Hagrid with intensity, and it's well below Hagrid. It's not very intense whatsoever. Uh, it's fun. But um, it's I, I I gave I had one so SeaWorld uh, as of 2021 January 1st of 2021 they did away with their re-ride policy with platinum passes on certain attractions. So now you just get one quick queue to like please the people who bought it for that. I guess I'm not pleased though. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I gave it to Ariel so she could ride a second time, and it's okay. I uh, went and did the Batman, the Great White, and had uh, we could have had like three rides in a row really quickly, but there was a douchebag who was wearing what looked like a T-shirt on his on his face that just was connected at, around the top of his face, you know, near the nose line, mm -hmm. and it was just flapping along. Below. It looked like he had like a flag, a little tiny little flag on the front of his face. And the ops were like, no, no, that's not going to work. That's not, it's got to fit tightly across your nose and mouth. That's not how these things work. <laughs> and he initially asked, oh, you guys can ride with us if you want to in the front seat. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, thank you. 
<laughs> and that's before I even, I actually, I said no before I even looked at him. Then I looked at him like, whoa, I'm really glad I, even said <laughs> I didn't even need to look at him. If I had looked at him, I would have been like, hell no. <laughs> so he held up the train for about 15 minutes. And in that time, uh, Great White built a line. They actually flush that line really quickly but the unfortunate thing is uh the rapids ride that we were going to next built up a line of about a half an hour whereas if we had just you know ridden once really quickly run over to the rapids ride and back to the to the uh to the great white which we had planned to do uh was not possible so that guy was a douchebag oh they gave him a paper mask and he tried putting it on while still strapped in the roller coaster and he's like he just like rips it apart he's like see i can't get it on I can't deal with people, man. I can't. I, it's tough. Can, it's really that tough. was like the only incident we saw, though, fortunately, which we, I, I, I you know, we thought we were going to see more. So at least there's that. Um, we said to the uh, ride after afterwards, like, I'm so sorry you had to deal with those uh, people, those selfish people. Oh, and by the way, he, it was ripped off by the time he hit the zero two roll. She's like, oh, of course, really? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. He's so. a special snowflake. Oh yeah. It was, sorry. It was the true. Dave Altoff of the trip. I guess. Uh, so uh, we did the rapids ride and uh, we were, we were great. Like we, it was not really that hot in Texas, by the way, we're like pissed off about that. Mm. <laughs> I had to have my, uh, sweatshirt on every day which i just brought for just in case which became just in case for six days in a row so <laughs> it was pretty bad by then um but i don't really care because i don't want anyone close to me if i smell not to be too gruesome but um it, 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 so we get on this rapids ride and everyone's coming off dry and i'm like okay i guess that waterfall is off we literally see the waterfall being turned on as we come around the bend. We're just like, are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Direct hit too for both of us. Direct hit. So uh, yeah. So I have a POV of that. It's it's great. Ariel was not too impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you see her in the background, grabbing some water. <laughs> for those who cannot see, other than Alan. Yeah, it's just um, me, really, who can see you. Uh, so, and then, uh, the final coaster, cause, uh, Journey Atlantis has been closed since, uh, December because why have your water park open, but not your water ride? <laughs> SeaWorld, baby. <laughs> SeaWorld, yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, Texas Stingray. It's, it's okay. It's That's what okay. I expected. Here's the thing. Nothing's bad about it. Nothing's good about it. There's nothing. Overall, you have a great time. It's got some airtime. It's got some rattles. What did you say? I like it. She likes it. I like it. It's not as bad as Invader. That's a positive. Um, it just doesn't have anything that stands out. When you think about the ride, all I think is, hey, that's a good ride. I don't think about any single element for the most part maybe the tunnel the tunnel's fun and it has a nice little uh left right really quickly into the tunnel the tunnel's loud that's fun 
I think everybody had all the all the serious nerds had the same opinion when they saw the layout. Like, lots of turns. Lots yeah. of turns. Like the, it's going to be to me. Like I, I haven't rushed down there, and I, I like GCI coasters. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, I don't like GCIs." I like GCI coasters. Um, I don't hate it. You know, but my expectation is Kentucky Rumbler at best. Yeah. Okay. And like, not that Kentucky Rumbler is bad. Like, I've gone multiple times to Beach Bend Park now, but like, it's on the same level as something like American Thunder. I like American Thunder a lot. Yeah, but it doesn't have anything that really stands out about it. It's like, okay, it's there. It's good. Yeah. If you ask me, if what's the best part of American Thunder, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing. It's a good (laughs) ride. (laughs) I don't even know what it. At least there's a tunnel. (laughs) <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been on American Thunder like many times at this point on, again, multiple occasions at that part. Uh, if you ask me to like, what's the standout moment of it, I'm like, ah, I don't I really like riding it. That's that's the extent of what I can say about American Thunder. I really like riding American Thunder. That's it. Okay. Uh, so uh, we wanted to leave to get to uh, Six Flags because we just wanted to. We, we <sighs> the park got busy. You want to be abused and... more. Uh, yeah, apparently too. Well, the park got busy, and we also kind of like we did everything we needed to do for the day. We saw the Arca and Dolphin show, which has the same music as uh, as Orlando. But I like the Orcas, or the not the Orcas. Uh, the, we saw. I'm sorry, we didn't see the, the Orca show because like we used that time to go ride Texas Stingray because everyone's in the Orca show. Yeah, <laughs> we saw the uh, Blue Whale and Dolphin show. Which is really cool because they have beluga whales. At one point, the beluga whales like do this burr, burr, burr thing to their <laughs> their head. It's <laughs> freaky and awesome. I would like to swim with one, which you can do at Discovery yeah. Point, their version of Discovery Day. That's not a resort. Yeah, they, you could also do it like in the wild in, um, I believe, in Iceland and uh, in Churchill. If you go in the summertime, I want to say. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'm just saying that's beside the point. it is pretty rare to be able to swim with a beluga whale. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it requires that, it requires a lot of effort to go swim yeah, with a beluga Sea whale. Yeah, and SeaWorld is not that much of an effort, and it's not that much of a cost. So right. we will probably do that eventually. Uh, but we wanted to get out of there. Again, we would have liked to steal it all again, but its operations were really bad. Like, they usually are. They check your seatbelt and then the lap part. It's a Morgan Hyper. Why do you need to do that? You can access the seatbelt really freaking easily. It's not like an RXD where you, you close the lap bar and forget it. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was down the ramp when we went back to uh, take a look at it. So uh, we decided to put our stuff in the locker over there. So we would have to spend $15 over at Aquatica, which they still let us in with the wrong date reservation. We're like, we had to change our plans because Six Flags was shitty. Please let us say. And she's like, okay, just go. <laughs> and it was really busy, by the way, over there. There was a reason why it was sold out. Because uh, I feel like it would have been sold out on a normal day. <laughs> so um, I think they might have just hit their normal capacity at Aquatica, maybe. Because I would never want to be there anyone that's any busier than it was. <laughs> Which, that, that was the first time we've ridden a... Uh, so we've gone to water parks last year, but we went really early in the day, so there were a lot of people around, so we could walk around without our masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was... We walked around with our masks on, and 
rung them out every time because it was uh, busy. So yeah. uh, we did their new slide, the Tonga Twister, which is really cool. It's a really boring body slide, but it has really cool, you know, those colored windows that they put inside. They yeah. put in all little shapes and shapes and designs and whirly things and blah, blah, all that stuff. Uh, this is also a point where I pretty much killed my GoPro because I forgot that I had a battery in my pocket. And then I decided to, uh, oh yeah, this battery's dry enough now. Like an hour later. No, it wasn't dry enough yet. <laughs> so Aquatica killed the camera or I killed the camera, whatever. So apparently I can uh, keep a uh, action camera going for about nine months. That's about it. <laughs> That's the limit. Apparently. Let's hope the next one goes a little bit longer. Um, we did their uh, Lazy River because we were told that it had an underwater uh, or had a, 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 like an aquarium you go through. There was no aquarium. You do go through a bird sanctuary kind of like uh, with uh, Aquatica or um, Discovery Cove. Okay. But there I were no birds. That. But there were no birds. <laughs> so you just go through this netted area. It's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's Maybe different. That's through a birth. Yeah. And it was, other than that, it was very unscenic looking. Uh, it was probably the, the least, uh, yeah, it was a nice park. It's an aquatic park. It, it looks nice. It looks very similar to um, the Orlando Park. That is tropical looking. Um, but overall, a nice looking water park with a nice selection of uh, water slides. Um, a lot of the same names, a lot of the same slides. Uh, same names, but not the same slide. But basically, you're like, well, that didn't work out. That wasn't that good at Orlando Park. Let's change it up. But we like that name. Or I don't know. But uh, we did the drop pod slide. And then we did their raft ride. Um, Stingray? I forget what it's called. Um, it's the one where you, you literally enter in down this really narrow pathway, which wasn't great, obviously. Uh, during these times, but you uh, you see this this failure after I just kind of helixing down and then splashes down, and then you can see that it splashes down into like you know the old water slides where the guy the, the girl or guy would have to like drag you along between two different segments. Yeah, but it was kind of like that about the end of the ride, and they just drag you past the underwater um, a underwater uh, aquarium tank. So yeah, they thought they put a lot of thought into that entrance. It's it's gorgeous. Take a take a look for a picture. Also have some POV of that. So uh, look for the video coming very soon, probably today or, or tomorrow or the next day. Uh, by the time this is posted, uh, so did a quick little walk around of the park. We 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 were impressed. We would go, I I thought I would think it, I I didn't think it would be all that great. I was like eh, whatever. Like on paper, it looked like the other Aquatica, and I'm like I don't really. Like I don't hate Aquatica Orlando. I just don't love it like some people do. Um, but I was impressed. I, I would go back if we had time. If, But I don't know. The rest of the uh, slide lineup is pretty standard. I think they have like the same slide that Water Country put in a few years ago that has the, uh, the quarter pipe and stuff like that. So, uh, you know. It was okay. Yeah. We met the Six Flags and we rode, we got our flash passes, which took no time whatsoever because they're, you know, they had sold out of them, I guess. 
Uh, Goliath. And then we got a right night on Iron Rattler. Um, Goliath was really good. Those seven card B&M inverted Batman clones are the best ones, easily. They're so good. So intense. Better than uh, Iran. Probably my favorite clone. So, that was cool. And doing two of them in the same day. But going the other direction. <laughs> so that was neat. Um, got on the Iron Rattler. Uh, which we had done the first day. Oh, by the way, that first day was six hours. That was three rides, four for her because she rode the kitty coaster. And the other two of those rides were using the skip ride pass. So that's how much got done that first day. <laughs> um, oh, and mobile ordering was down for the first two days. Which What was down the first two days? Mobile ordering was down oh, the first geez. two days. Yeah. So we had to wait in those lines, too. Did you? Then it was. Oh, go ahead. Then it was. Then it was working on Sunday, and you know that made me more pissed off because I'm like, (laughs) why couldn't you even work the other two days? Okay, maybe Friday I get, but Saturday. Let me ask you a quick question because I don't. I don't know. We didn't discuss this when you went to October. Did you ride the Pirates of the Deep? Yes, I'll get to that. Okay. It's very good, but I'll get to that. Uh, We rode the Iron Rattler. So uh, great ride, great. Yeah, ride. and she got her night ride in, which is very good. She loved it. I don't know where she ranks it on our RMCs, but I think it's pretty high. Um, she kept asking me if I like Iron Rattler or Lightning Rod more. Um, I think for the whole package, I actually like Iron Rattler. I mean, they're both train coasters, but like, I feel like I don't know Lightning Rod. I just. I don't think of the train when I think of that coaster. With maybe, I, with Iron maybe Rattler because going so fast, it, it just whipping through stuff so fast, and there's no reprieve at any point. They don't really have time to think about the train. I know it's there, and now it's wrecked this year because they decided to decimate. They decided to put a tornado through the damn area and take down <laughs> all the trees. Um. But Iron Rattler, the setting is just, you know, it's just absolutely amazing. It's just I, gorgeous. I like that it's an RMC that doesn't necessarily go 10 out of 10 speed-wise the entire time. Yeah, it has little it has something called like different pacings. It's not just, you know, but yeah, there's a there's a variation in speed after you go through the barrel roll. Uh that is that section is reminiscent of what Storm Chaser is in terms of being very low to the ground and like really high angle turns, small dips and stuff like that. But in spite of the fact that it's not hyper intense in that area, I really like that just because it's yeah. not, it's different. But I've always been a big fan of Iron Rattler. Like I think as, yeah. as far as RMCs go, like that may have been the first or second one that I rode. And it was it was tough to argue against that ride. Uh, now, then yeah. or now. Yeah, it's 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 a gorgeous ride. It's uh it's uh cool trains, cool elements. Somehow I never knew that it went over the uh Rapids ride. <laughs> uh 
but it does. So I finally got to ride the Gully Watcher, which is a really fun um, rabbit's ride. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, it's just a little short. It is on the shorter side, but you know. I really wish like that the quadruple or triple helix up on the cliff. That was fine to get. It, it, and obviously, how slow it was going once you get up there. Anyways, uh, you probably wouldn't want it to have done much more than what they did up there. Yeah. But and that was always a really, consistent issue that began, you know, when it was the yeah. Rattler. That was the same yeah. issue. Except there was yeah. a ni- there's not a 900 degree helix there anymore. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never wrote it that way, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't look very fun. It looked it pretty boring. It was not. Um, <laughs> I wish I'd written it just for the, just to say I had. The one time I wrote it uh, in its wood coaster form, I remember that you could see the difference in the track work in the heels <laughs> so that you knew when it was going to get bad. There, was, uh, there wasn't anything you could do about it. You just knew it was coming. Also, well, like one section it never touched because it went through went through it so slow that it never really tore itself up. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's probably it, 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 it was, probably like if you watch a, the POV, you can still see now, like where that helix begins. That's not too bad, and then eventually it just goes to like rust, and you're like, oh god, and here is where it gets horrible, and it did always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I I just I the one thing I wish they had kept was. I wish it still made a left after the tunnel and gone around again and done mm-hmm. a little bit more. I, you, you just you hit that breakdown, that break run with so much velocity. It's just like, yeah, well, of course you're at the lowest point of the ride. You, you obviously it was budget. Uh, uh, there, there's there's other challenges I'm sure there too in terms of the geography and like where do you go over the midway? You know, um, in, in any case, yeah, it, it's. It's still a very good ride at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not complaining too much. I'm just saying I wish it was a little bit longer. <laughs> so, um, then we went over Daredevil Dive, their new uh, Zamperla Rising Air Race, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't think I ever told, talked about it before, but this thing is amazing. Like, and this is why all these operations pisses me off so much more because of the high level quality of a ride that they're putting out. That, you know, on paper, oh, look, they just put a Zamperla carnival ride in. Mm-hmm. No, no. This is a Europe-style experience flat ride with theming that was just as good as Hansa Park or Trustdale. Yeah, I'm comparing it to those two. Easily. It looks like a very nice ride. They they it's, really did a quality job, even in the queue line. But that's, again, the, like, no, this that's is, part of but, it. The queue yeah. line is gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They have a custom soundtrack uh, for the queue line. They have a custom soundtrack for when the ride runs. The, the, the queue line does effects. Uh, the queue line has like fiber optics like embedded into the like the. It's just there's like little details in the case, like like Harry Potter wizarding the world, like like a bunch of like drawings, like talking about flight and this flying machine and, and all this stuff. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Why? It's awesome. I don't, you know, there's fire that goes off all over the place. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Like, and it's the same thing for their, uh, their Zamperla giant giga discovery where they put a fun house, you know, steam to the Joker and they put a fun house before it. And it's like, 
well, just, I mean, the ride's good, but now great adventure. It's like, Oh, just get to do the ride. That's it. Great. I want, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I guess, I guess I feel like they say to six Flags Parker, like, this is what we do. We're, we're a theme park. This is what we do. We need more than just flat rides and, and, and coasters. We need a theme and it needs to look the part of the park. And this is what we do. So this is the budget we need. Give it to us. And Six Flags says, we just need frills. We just need roller coasters. We're good. Don't worry about it. People don't care about that shit. Right? I mean, that's all I can figure. I think that they they advocate for themselves more strongly, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's not the ownership thing, and that's what helps Six Flags over Texas and Georgia. Right. Yes. Um, but there's there's something that they've been able to to carry off. Obviously. Obviously, you know, management-wise, establishing like this is these are the expectations. This is what we need to have. And I'm glad I'm glad for them. Like I it, like it's like you said, it's a very nice park. Uh it's always been a really nice park. Yeah. I'm just saying this is a do not miss experience at yeah. this park, in my yeah. opinion. Like you need to go ride the Daredevil Dive. You have to. If not not for the ride itself, maybe, but the experience. And the ride's fun too. Half the arms do different things. Like half of the arms uh, give you more hang time and half the arms are more loopy. So let's talk about I want to talk about the dark ride because I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Um so it was a Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh who did the redo? Was that Sally? It was in-house, as far as I know. Oh, okay. I, I'm sure that they that they paid somebody to do it, but I have no idea who it was. Okay. So uh I assume there was a gift shop originally, being a Scooby-Doo ride. Mm-hmm. And they took that gift shop and made it into a, you know, pretty decent-looking themed cube. So, like, you know, they were out, they were obviously going for a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean feel. Mm-hmm. Um, they might play the same uh, sound clip that plays uh, at the beginning of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. They might mm-hmm. play that. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man tells no tale. That might be playing every time you ride it. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, it's really good. Like the queue is fantastic. There's some projectors, there's some animatronics, there's music, there's cool lighting. It's a production, just as, as their double dive is a production. It's amazing. Uh, the dark ride itself, uh, you know, really fun targets. It's not just something like spinning up or like raising up. It, it, there are a lot of different things that it does, uh, including, you know, the cannons that like you shoot them and they, they shoot off smoke and, and uh, you know, it's, we didn't have a chance to ride it a second time that day, but I wrote it twice back in October. It was that good. I, I you know, I wish we had ridden a second time. It's a, it's a really good dark ride. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's fantastic. So any more questions? I know I'm not as detail oriented onto the dark rise as you are no but, uh, that's fine that's fine i don't i don't nothing really jumps out of me right now um it's good it's really good it's surprisingly good it's a lot better than what was there <laughs> a lot better so 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 what else did you do in san antonio texas before flying home anything else but, but can i just talk about our third day sure go ahead okay so we went for a platinum 
gold. We got one platinum flash pass because I was like, we'll just share it. So we shared it. And then we got skip the line passes. So some of the rides we could uh, ride together. And then some rides you could just ride because it's a credit. I don't care. I don't need to ride Poltergeist. I would have liked to, but I don't need to. I don't need to ride the Green Ring. You know? Mm-hmm. They put you in front of the line for pandemonium and like skip every like this is how bad it is also like operations like this is why some of the operations every i've realized every time i've gone to the park i've either used skip the line passes or i had a flash pass. and i i think before i just was like i like this park i don't mind paying for it now i'm just like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute i've never seen the actual queue of pandemonium why is that i kind of wonder what's in there i've heard nothing but uh I've never seen it because I've always had a flash pass. <laughs> um, the first time I was provided us because I was on a trip with um, a, a website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll keep it at that. Um, they 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 put you right on the ride, and this is how bad it was. The family that was I had skipped when I got back after they ran through all the cars, they were still waiting. <laughs> That's not how it works when people skip the line. You're, you, you're still let the regular people go eventually, too. So even as someone who just paid a lot of money for this flash pass, I, I'm pissed off of how they're running it, too. Because that's not the way it should be for anybody. The, the people who get to skip it or it's just it's dumb. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I mean, we barely got our money's worth on it. I think she said... We got it down to like eight dollars a ride or something like that, so it wasn't that bad, but wasn't that great? Superman Krypton Coaster. Uh, this is another ride that Ariel was like, I'm not gonna like it that much. She said that about Scorchy, she's like, It's a stand up, I hate stand ups, I'm not gonna like it, I'm gonna hate it. I don't like floorlessness, they get me sick, I'm gonna hate it. I'm like, No, 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 you're, you're gonna like Scorcher, she loves Scorcher. I'm like, You're gonna uh, love. Superman Krypton Coaster because it's a unique layout for the first half at least. Second half is pretty much plug and play. Yeah. But the first half is fantastic. The cool, like, you know, slow turn at the top of the left hill, good view, builds up the speed, nice dive down right next to the cliffside, you know, giant loop with Superman right above you. Get to check out um, what's going on below Superman. Uh, then you you know do a helix that if it was if that ride that helix was on any other ride anywhere else you'd be like why is there a helix like a hundred feet in the air <laughs> it makes no sense but for here it's amazing like my best suggestion for anyone is ride in the uh, right side of the train and just look to your right the entire time you're going through that helix and you'll see that you're like a meter above the ground and all of a sudden then you're like a hundred feet above the ground. <laughs> Because it, you know the cliffside just chops out beneath you. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, I love it. It's such a good coaster, and their ops are really good. Even though they're running two trains, where they should have been running three trains, because it's freaking spring break. Yeah. Uh, um, Wonder Woman was fantastic. We were, I only got it on twice. Uh, Ariel did it one time with her skip the line pass. And guess what? That took her 45 minutes. And the skip the line pass, there's no dedicated thing. So she had to stand next to somebody with no queue barrier because one side of the entrance 
thing down to the Q line where you before you get to the switchbacks, one side of it is flash fast and the other side is the regular line with no barrier. And that's a lot of the rides. A lot of rides like Iron Rattler. The, the entrance to the uh, the the flash pass is like twenty feet into the queue. Same thing with Roadrunner. That's that's not good, especially when all your uh, paths are all your your queues are completely full and you know flowing out into the midway. So fix that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. I can't wait for Jersey Devil. This ride is fantastic. It's um, it's painful for me to ride, though. Unfortunately, um, I'm a little bit too tall. Just uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It hurts my grind muscle. It, it, the way it stretches my feet apart. Like by then, the ride is like, oh god, pain! Please, no, don't, 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 don't like, no, don't walk Charlie Horse. No, don't do that. No. I, I'll have to find some way to ride Jersey Devil, obviously, because I'll be riding a lot. Mm. Or I won't be able to walk by the end of the season. <laughs> One of the two. One of the surgery. <laughs> Doctor, I need to have, I need to have myself <laughs> alterated so I can fit on the Jersey Devil. Help me, please. Help me. <laughs> no, I am not a Satan admirer. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It, and you know what's so annoying is the end of the night. We sat on uh, Roadrunner Express for like a half an hour because mm. everything else had a long queue, but no one wanted to ride that for some reason. So we're like, okay, whatever. Fun ride. So yeah, it was a, it's an amazing ride. And having uh, basically riding the last hour and a half or the last two hours, we had more basically more rides than we had the last three days because we rode that nine, eight or nine times. And then we go over to Iron Rattler. And what we were doing at the end of each night, so we didn't have to worry about people behind us, in front of us, inside of a small queue, or mm-hmm. the really claustrophobic uh, ramp up to the Iron Rattler. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing is terrible. I've never been in it before. Oh, that, that is not comfortable. So we, we sat in the back, and then we went to the back seat. And I noticed, oh, there's like 10 trains worth of front seat people. I guess they're going to say, all right, last train of the night. Move to other rows. They didn't. And I've had that before where they, they, they will empty out the front seat queue, but then they sell everywhere else. Fuck you. Get out the train. <laughs> no, they let us ride. And we got four rides in a row in the back seat. So we had the shittiest time. And then they're like, hey, we're also pretty cool at the same time. See ya. Come back. We love you. <laughs> just, let's just erase all those other pleasant memories. Don't worry. We didn't abuse you for the last three days. We're, we're all we're buttering you up for the next visit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the park. And Ariel, um, on this past Saturday, we went to Great Adventure. And she's like, I really like Great Adventure. The operation is so great. But man, if you have stuff, so I want to go back. It's so pretty. I love the park so much. I'm like, have you forgotten everything that happened? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'd love to go back next week, but I can't. I couldn't. I, I literally could not do that. So... Uh, then we went to Kalahari for two days. The the new Round Rock, Round yeah, Rock proclaimed, location. Yeah, proclaimed the largest in the world for <clears throat> America. Um, that's the same spot count as Pocono. Um, I think it's like twenty thousand square feet larger, or a thousand, or ten thousand square feet larger. It it doesn't feel that much larger. Um, the building is more open. 
because they didn't build it in two different expansions. So the roof lines and all that aren't as jumbled. It's pretty much just one big building with a few little places that rises up a little bit more for the taller attractions. Mm -hmm. So it, I like that in that aspect. Um, uh, as far as the water park goes, it you know it has like all the same slides, but no water coaster, which hmm. that's, that's surprising. Yeah, um, Scantusty took those out during the shutdown. Really, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but Ariel worked there, and she said it always had problems. This was one of those mat ones, um, the conveyor belt ones. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. Like, yeah. I actually hurt my tailbone going up it. Yeah, it, it had all types of problems. So. Uh, I understand why I took that out, and I believe Wisconsin has one. We have one at Pocono. Um, yeah, just some of the areas it feels like, yeah, there should be a water coaster. This area looks so like, yeah, it would be perfect to put a water coaster over all these little areas where there's, you know, nothing. <laughs> or just like a lot of seating and stuff like that. It, it, there's definitely places they would have could have stumped it about things like they did with the other ones. So, um, I mean, it's good slide. You know, it's it's pretty much the same lineup with some more modern elements. So you have some of the saucer stuff, the saucer turns, and and things like that. But it, yeah, um, for some reason, I was expecting like I feel like I was expecting it to be like vastly different, but it wasn't. <laughs> so we enjoyed ourselves. I wouldn't go again. Um, I don't think anytime soon. Um, and the toilet bowl was closed because uh, apparently some. Oh, we found out. Um, at the end of our second day, because we did the uh, diver, D-I-V-R, diver, the underwater snorkeling VR experience. How is that? Tell me about this. Well, first of all, Ariel was like, it's like $15 for two experiences. I'm like, oh, great, $30. And then I pay and they're like $52. And I didn't think until we got home, she's like, you know, they, it was supposed to be like $30 and we were charged like $56. i am like, Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. And then they took our receipt as our admission as we went in after the park. They do it after they do it early in the morning or after the park closes. Um, and that's where we found out from the lifeguard, which apparently has been posted on the internet. So we're okay with saying it here. Uh, some lady decided not to put her hands behind her head and it hit her head exiting the toilet bowl. So it's had an impending lawsuit. So that's why it was shut down. Uh, Which doesn't make me as mad because I was really mad that, you know, you know, not that that wasn't open either day. So uh, they started off with some slides down in the morning and then eventually they opened everything up. So, um, oh, they also have the, uh, the slides, the body slides that drop into the pool. You know, they have like the six to eight foot drop into the pool that mm -hmm. like Pocono doesn't have. So those are always fun. Um, Diver VR. Um, <clears throat> it's not, um, it's not Mox Subsidy. It's a different company. Um, but it's using like some of the same looking tech, basically. It's like a Samsung Galaxy phone there. So the graphics are, I mean, in my opinion, barely even like Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like launch title Xbox 360 games, maybe. So it, it's kind of hard to get immersed when that happens. My first one, I, I truly dipped down too much at one point and my uh, snorkel got filled with water, which was really, <laughs> I mean, I never even had that happen at Discovery Cove. So that was like really jarring when you have a VR 
that's that stuck to your head. I was like, oh God, I'm dying. <laughs> um, the experience I did was uh, space station first. Uh, so you like fly through a space station. There is music and it kind of like echoes through the water. Like, um, you know, if you're like at Hard Rock um, Hotel or most of the Universal Hotels actually have underwater music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. Um, I had a little bit of water come in during that first experience too into the goggles. So, um, yeah, aside from my technical problems, um, it was cool because like, you know, your weightlessness in the, you're, you're tethered from, there's a brick that basically goes to the bottom. They do it. Well, first of all, they do it in the, um, basketball pool. Um, be really cool if they did it in the lazy river, wouldn't it Mm -hmm. be difficult, but it'd be really cool. That's what I initially thought. And I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. She's there. That's like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So it was in the basketball pool where I, the day before I lost my, both of our IDs. <laughs> Thankfully they found us, found it for us. And we didn't need to, you know, go to the TSA early and get on a plane without an ID, which apparently is not that hard. You just have to have like two things that have your name on it. Like, so I had a prescription and then I had something else with my name on it. And they said, yeah, that'd be fine. So apparently it's not that hard, at least in the Austin airport. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, you're, you're tethered and then you have a, uh, you have a, a foam thing that wraps around your stomach. So you're the buoyancy. You don't have to think about floating. Um, so you feel weightlessness, which is why I want to do the space thing. Like maybe this would be like the closest thing to space. I'm like, no, not really. Cause you know, you're in water, unfortunately. So it's a cool experience nonetheless. Um, then I did a thing where you just uh, go through the ocean and then a bunch of fish are below you and uh, sailing through a, uh, a wreck, a shipwreck. And then at the end, there's like a bunch of whales all around you and everything. And that was really cool. And, you know, like there's set sound, as I said. So it would have been really stupid if there was no sound. It would have been really dumb. Um, I, I think the main problem was is it didn't look realistic enough to um, trick me in any way. Yeah, I've been interested by the like the VR water stuff. I, I kind of feel like it's intriguing, but I'm also not surprised it doesn't quite work. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm not. Like, it's to have the kind of resolution to make it feel real is a challenge. It's a real challenge. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have, uh, sorry. I would have liked to have uh, seen a better resolution. And if it had actually been the $30 that I thought it was, that would have been. Okay, fifty dollars was probably a little steep, but I'm okay with doing it once and trying it out. And I'll have a video showing it off. So um, it was it was fun. We enjoyed. We thought it was cool. It was cool going into the the water park after everything was closed. So um, yeah, then we weren't able to use the dryers in the locker room, but then the hotel gave us change for the the dryer in the hotel. So that was good. So. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, TSA is not going to like that too much if we have really soaked uh, uh, bathing suits. They don't like things that are wet for some reason. <laughs> um, the rest of the resort, uh, very nice, very 
Kalahari looking. Uh, I think I like the decor more of... Uh, it's similar, but I like the decor more of uh, Pocono. Um, the, out, uh, the outside of the building, I like more. It just has some, like, African-looking symbols and stuff like that painted on the uh, sides of the buildings, whereas Pocono has these huge portraits that are, you know, like, you know, as tall as the, the hotel is. And, you know, these hotels are not small. They're, like, you know, 10 eight stories tall so right. there's these huge portraits on the side of the pocono ones that are actually gorgeous uh but i mean that's all still inside the water park all the portraits on the side of the, the edge of the water park is all there they're still actually adding some um so yeah it, it's it's nice it's very nice i i haven't seen it at a great wolf lodge but i don't think I don't know. I want to try Great Wolf Lodge, but I don't think I will enjoy it nearly as much because there's not as much to do at the water parks are smaller. It's more kids focused. So I, I feel like this is the universal of water parks. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think that's I think that's a good way of looking at it. I, I would agree, like of the two Kalahari, and obviously like you have to spend some time in the Dells too. I haven't I haven't done that nearly as much as I should. Yeah, that'll be our next one because she's already I want to do all four of them. But she worked at the Sandusky one, and every time I'm in Sandusky, I, I don't know, there's some other place I want to go to all the time. So, yeah, it's it's a it's an enormous, grandiose resort. It's super cool. Um, I, I don't know, like it's the I don't know if I necessarily nice. say like it's universal. Like it's more like um, it's like comparing uh like a, a smaller local casino to like a giant Vegas casino or something like it's, I, I'm just saying more about the age reach. Yeah. 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 It's more, it trends more like 13 plus. Yeah. Yeah. than like four to seven. If that yeah. And they have, they have so many restaurants. There's like six restaurants. We didn't do any of them. Uh, budget reasons. <laughs> and we didn't really want to dine in Texas. And I sit down restaurant. <laughs> For good reason. Yeah. For very um, good reason. They have a really cool outdoor market area with a stage and a fire pit. All, none of that was running when we were there, unfortunately. They have an outdoor water park that's kind of more part of the um, more part of the hotel because it's like mm. right behind the lobby of the hotel. That looked really nice. It was all closed, though, unfortunately, because um, we were there on a Monday and Tuesday at, after spring break and technically ended. So uh, it was warm enough, that's for sure. Because uh, oh the color oh my god I forgot about the best thing about uh um the indoor water park uh so Pocono has a swim up adult bar mm -hmm. and then you know indoor outdoor uh, hot tubs um, this one has three of them um, one of them doesn't even have an indoor portion it's just like a little door of water you just like step down into and then you're outside it's like like we didn't even notice it until like the second day. It was like, oh, wait, is that another spa? <laughs> <It is. laughs> uh, but the third one is inside of the Grotto, which is 21 and up. And it's surrounded in rock work. So not only are the kids not allowed in, you don't hear them. <laughs> it's fantastic. We didn't get any drinks because they're like, ridiculously expensive um i mean i guess not i mean like the cheapest thing you get was like 14 dollars if you wanted to get one of their mixed drinks and we're just like i got a fridge of beer upstairs i'm good, I'm good. <laughs> very good uh, 
but yeah, we spent a lot of time in there because like we were very tired from um, the last four days. We were exhausted. So we didn't do the water slides nearly as much as the day and a half I had spoken. Uh, if I were to do another trip where it included two days at an indoor water park, mistakes were made. Definitely took at the beginning of the, the, um, the trip because I can deal with walking around the park that's on relatively flat ground. To walk around parks for four days and then have to st climb stairs? Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. So we still did a lot. I mean, probably did each slide at least three times. So um, uh, what else? Uh, that, that's about it. There's shopping. And as I said, there's an outdoor market that's really cool, like, like an African village, like a small African village setup kind of. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been really interested to see what that was about. So I can you can see in my video what it looks like closed, but I don't know. Um, there's a piano bar. That was really cool. We kind of would have liked to have done it. But we stepped one side inside and said, oh, this is way too busy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the prices actually were not, not not as bad as the water park. They were a little bit lower. So you, you could get some cocktails for below uh, $10 in there without tip. Um, and then what makes this one different is it has an indoor amusement park. Now, the Wisconsin also has one now. I think that was added later on. Mm -hmm. But Pocono and Sandusky don't have them for now. I'm sure they'll be added eventually. Um, I feel like it would be pretty good at Sandusky. That would work, right? Maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like it's too too competitive with Cedar Point. Uh, right? I don't know. So it's it's part giant arcade and then part like you know there's a kitty coaster. Yeah. Uh, which is SPF Vista. It's like the new version of a Miter Mike, basically. And they're appearing everywhere, Alan. Great, right? But they're not as embarrassing to ride as a minor mic because the yeah. cars are huge. They're like adult-sized cars. <laughs> so um, they have a small teacup. They have a small little Dumbo ride. They have a Nebulous, which I said part of Nebulous, which unfortunately was down both days. Uh, they have uh, 40, you know, Tri-Tech dark ride. They have the world's smallest mirror maze. Uh, they have laser tag. And everything I must mention is all included on your wristband. We paid uh, about $330 for the two nights or the one night with the two days at the water park and got a coupon that included the amusement park with it. You get a discount if you stay at the hotel, but it's not free. But uh, I'm sure a lot of people use that coupon. So keep that in mind if you want to stay there to get the rides in. Because if you want to do the credits on their own, it's like 15 bucks in a mm -hmm. wristband is 40. I think it's 25 if you're a hotel guest. I could be wrong with those prices. I think that's baby accurate. <laughs> um, and then there is uh, a ropes course, RCR ropes course, two levels that took us like an hour to do every single course. When I go on RCI, I like to do every single element because completion. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. It has two zip lines on two different levels, which are fun. The zip line coasters that are on coaster count that some people insanely count as a coaster. We did not do that because we're not that sad and pathetic. <laughs> but literally, like, that one's actually not on coaster count, but there's one at the Philadelphia Zoo that has that same element, and it's on coaster count. I'm like, I, I get providing the opportunity for someone to count it, but nah. <laughs> and then, obviously, they have a small little uh, drop ride. Um, most of the rides are, I think, every single ride, but... Uh, 
the Annebolus is all SVF Vista. Uh, so we have a spinning drop ride, very similar to what you saw at scene 75. It's probably the same model. So it's not completely unthrilling, even though it's not that tall. And then obviously I'm leaving the best for last. They have the new SVF Vista hamster wheel, hamster wheel poster. Yes. Right. Um, Basically, this is the this is where kitty coasters meet X two is what we're yeah. So it's an oval shaped it's an oval shaped uh, spinner with five cars, but one car is a hamster wheel where you can do three hundred and sixty loops. They have separate lines for each one, and what sucks is even when there's no line for the normal spinning cars, which was frequently, they will wait until they fill every seat, or at least every row. Despite there being, you know, like 10 trains worth mm-hmm. for the spinning car, the looping car, rather. So uh, both times we had to wait like 45 minutes. Our first ride, unremarkable. I was like, okay, you flipped upside down. It's not that chaotic. It's not that abrupt. Yeah. And apparently, if you're the fatter person, you're always going to be facing forward, not backwards. They would not let me ride the other way around. I'm hoping other places don't give a shit. We'll change that around. <laughs> so, um, like CG barriers, right? They have one of those, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, uh, the other location, the one I haven't been to yet. So, um, so the second day, it was down most of the day we kept on leaving the uh, we would, uh, Ariel would leave and check it out because you have to go through the arcade in the news park to get to the water park and the hotel because capitalism <laughs> um, so yeah it was down until like like five o'clock or something so uh, we wrote and then or no like six o'clock and our, our, our diver VR was at uh, or maybe it was even seven it was really late and our diver VR was at nine. We're like, oh crap, are we gonna have time to get through this line for our second ride? We did, fortunately. Uh, Ariel waited for me while I took pictures and video. And the second ride we took, um, first lap. So the we d- you do uh, four laps. By the way, it's really cool. I looked at their L touch screen. They can manually change the laps on the fly. There's an up and down area for how many laps they want to set for the coaster. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Set it for more because it takes so long to load. It's not going to add that much time to your cycle. <laughs> um, your unload load cycle. So the first time, you know, we get two flips each time, basically. You know, you get one flip from when the uh, the tires activate. So there's like two strips on the little airtime now, which in the, by the way, I did the car, the spinning car right behind the hamster wheel. And then we did the last one because I wanted to see like this hamster wheel up close in person doing its thing. Oh my God, when it goes through around the bank curve, it just, because it, 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 it's being held on by like, imagine it's like a roller coaster track in a loop and it's being held on by roller coaster wheels. That's how it's being held on. And you, it, it enters the bank and you literally see the hamster wheel shift a little bit inside of it. It's like, it's, <laughs> I feel like they're going to have some problems with that eventually. I, I'm no engineer, but I feel like stress will take its toll eventually um i believe that was the problem so 
oh, and to plug it in, you know, the regular SPF you said, you plug it in with the airlines, unlock the, um, that locks up the, um, the, uh, the spinning mechanism. Uh, so this one, I, it needs a plug. And I should you not, it is like the same plug that you see on Intamins between the roller coaster cars. <laughs> that like really expensive, really big thing. I'm like, wow, that's a failure point. <laughs> so yeah. at one point when we were checking in on the coaster, see it was open. Yeah, they were replacing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully they come up with a better thing for that. And I think they should have two wheels on these things. It, it, it doesn't need as much capacity on the spinning. It needs way more capacity on the, uh, the looping. Um, so yeah, it hits these tires, make it flip over the airtime hill. Which in the back seat actually gives you a little bit of like weightlessness when you're spinning around, which is cool. Um, the the harnesses are like killer padded. Like if you don't know the premier harnesses before they were removed, they were beefy boys. <laughs> they were yeah, they were they were big. Yeah, these things are like you, I you, you're you're pillowed in there. It, 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 I'm wearing these you know these nice headphones right now. It pretty much feels the same exact way as when you were like rolling coaster because it's shaky when it goes around the turns. So you get two flips normally. Our third time, we get three flips on the first go. The second time, we get two and a half flips because we get a second flip and then a third flip where we stay upside down from like the bank curve through the station up the lift hill. And then we were still hanging completely balanced upside down right before we hit the thing to flip us again. That, that was like one of the most intense things I've done. It, like that, the amount of blood had rushed into my head was ridiculous. So yeah, that was fun to keep. To you know, I'm really excited about FBS Fiestas. You know that mm-hmm. that's the running joke here. Um, no, it's a really cool concept. I I I think this will sell a lot of them. They already have sold like four or five of them, and uh, I, I think I think they've talked about having two of them on a lot of their trains now because yeah, that's what needs to be done. So, um, I think that's it. All right. We liked the Kalahari. It was fun. And then we, uh, ride back in Newark and, uh, we, uh, so (sighs) we leave late because the, the plane came in late and then it got in and there were like, apparently 40 children on this plane going to Florida because we had to go through Fort Lauderdale. I, I can't stay out of Florida somehow. Um, so the captain was like, uh, yeah, you're going to deep clean this thing because apparently they all made a mess with their Cheerios and things. Uh, so we were late leaving. Then we get to Newark and we sit uh, at the gate for like a half an hour first thing that happens is some lady right in front of us wasn't wearing a mask and uh well they're they pretty much almost got tsa blacklisted the person who was arguing with her and her um man she was a piece of work <laughs> <laughs> it, it really wasn't the mask issue it was just the uh being told to do something that she she just doesn't like to be told to do anything that she didn't want to you know you know the type right yeah yeah, it was all that. It, she's got uh, everyone's against her, and it's never her fault type of attitude. Yeah, so that's happening. 
working. And then we don't get unloaded because apparently they loaded cargo into the plane first, and then we loaded front to back, which in COVID made no sense to us. But apparently that's why. And then the pilot said, we have to take the cargo off first because if you guys get off the tank, get off before we unload the, the cargo, the plane will tip over. Hmm. Thank you, JetBlue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after 30 minutes of this, then he's like, okay, all the cargo is uh, unloaded, but sorry, we're at Newark and all the equipment is old and busted and the jetway won't move. <laughs> so uh, it would only move in like two of the directions. So they had to then have everyone sit back down so they could move it back two feet. <laughs> so it would align properly with the jetway. Oh, Newark is a, it's just disgusting. <laughs> I hate it. So uh, that was it. Then we went to Great Adventure and it was a nice day for opening day. Stuff was broken, but we had a great time. Jersey Devil looks amazing, completed. Kindika is the better Stratocoaster. And uh, Night Show broke down before it even opened for the day, <laughs> twice. <laughs> the lap bar sensors <laughs> would, would uh, work when it was closed with nobody in it. But when someone was in it and it was closed far enough for it to be sensing it, wouldn't wouldn't sense that it was closed. So it took us an hour to ride uh, Nitro. But it was running well. So that's good. And they replaced the music. No more Mortal Kombat music. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's about it. Uh, how was Texas for you? Was it as chaotic and frustrating? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, no. Uh, so, you know, I, I did very much less in terms of parks. The only amusement thing I visited was Alley Cats. Um, I didn't have that credit yet. Um, I had not been to Hearst since they built it. Joe and I, it just, it wasn't in the cards for that visit. So we didn't go. Did you get a uh, credit for wearing your mask? Did I get credit? Yeah. When I went, you got 500 credits for wearing a mask. No. no oh, this is okay. this is like five days after they dropped that whole yeah. that whole thing. They no lo- Nobody cared anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I figured. I- I'm pretty sure is the deal. So, you know, I, I, I was like, eh, whatever. Um, I, it was like six bucks or whatever to ride the coaster. It's an SPF visa. We just talked plenty about them. You know what the deal is. You know what they are. Uh, if you don't and you're listening to this podcast at, at this point, and, <laughs> you know, that's impressive. Thank you for, for sticking around. You know, it was a joke at first, and now I don't know if I'm joking anymore. Visas for your visas. <laughs> There's so many that I have to ride in the next six months. I just saw they're opening another one in the Chicagoland area. While we were talking, yeah, they're building a scene 75 in Romeoville. What? Oh Illinois. man, okay. Well, so, that 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 October trip with the two farms now is going to be filled even more, yeah, yeah, yet more kitty coasters. Woo! Uh, in, fact, in fact, this is yet another SBF visa along with it. Um, I have, I have five credits this year, they're all kitty coasters, yeah. My my list of credits that I can get within about uh, you know, a 250 mile radius. It's only kitty coasters. That's it. I can't I get have, anything else that's new to me. I have a kitty coaster that opened at a zoo in West Virginia <laughs> that no one has any information on. And I have the world's most expensive Alpine coaster at like $55. Yeah. 
Which zoo opened a, a coaster in West Virginia? I don't know. It's kind of in it's it's near well it's it's near the Pennsylvania border. Is it the Oval Bay Zoo? I don't know. All I know is I have to of. fucking go there, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> this is so bizarre. What are they? <laughs> why? Why? Where? Where is it? Did you find it yet? No, not yet. <laughs> um, roller coaster zoo, West Virginia. I mean, like these are not these West are not Virginia. common things. Oh, Hovatter's <laughs> Wildlife Zoo. I don't don't like it. Don't like it. Look, if it's not AZA accredited, I'm immediately suspect. And I guarantee you, this is not. I would be. I would be. I would like it if they were accredited. I'm going to bet you they aren't. Well, I mean, it took people like two years to figure it out that it existed. Their website is very nice, though. It's a very nice looking. Their West Virginia Zoo, which is something, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it it's one of those things where, like, wow, it's impressive that you know. Um, <laughs> it's not like a page that looks them. like. It, yeah, and it's also impressive that their webpage doesn't look like it's from 1999. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm I'm a little. Uh, uh, so, anyways, uh, ignoring <laughs> this for a moment, and uh, looks like they have like a Molina and Sons or a Myler or something. So, I can't get myself excited about that. Anyhow, um, yeah, Texas, you know, the primary reason that I was there was to attend a fight, um, which I did. When I was in downtown Dallas, there was a lot of non-mask wearing. Uh, I was There's a place called uh, Happier or Happiest Hour, I think it is. Is it Happiest Hour? I'm looking it up. Happiest Hour in Dallas. Very close to the American Airlines Center. Uh, packed, absolutely packed. Virtually nobody wearing masks. Yeah, we would have really loved because I've never been to the Riverwalk. I would have absolutely loved to go, but like I'm like, if this is what Six Flags looks like, yeah, oh you boy. know it's you know what that's going to be. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, so, anyways, you know, I, I visited. I did a lot of driving when I was out there because um, I've been to Dallas, Fort Worth, and a lot of stuff that that would have interested me in the past wasn't open or is gone. I've already, you know, I went to Sandy Lake before it closed. Legoland Discovery Center is not available, basically. If you don't have a kid, I don't. Um, so I took, I took a drive out to West. I was actually going to go to Abilene to go to the Gaddy's Pizza, but that's still oh, closed. Is it closed forever? I, nobody knows. They haven't. Let me see if they've updated since then. Um, that's the one yeah, where now they've, had... now they've updated, so they're reopening. Okay, that's um, the one where I went as a minor mic, and you buy a token, and then you had to insert it into a machine at the the uh, turnstile for the turnstile to move. And then it starts the roller coaster starts, and as the roller coaster starts, it triggers disco balls and music. So they they said that they opened. Uh, it looks like they said March fifteenth. They're like we're open, so that would have been like two days uh, after I would have been able to go, but I ended up driving up to, I drove into uh, Oklahoma and I, I drove a little bit into West Texas into the hill country, uh, which is cool. Got barbecue, which was decent, not spectacular, but decent. Um, I was hoping to get more pictures, but it kind of kept being like rainy or just weird. Um, it's not like a trip where I can sit here and say like, I did a million different things that were amazing. Like I got door dashed, um, 
food delivered to me. The big thing was Brahms. That's the takeaway here. Is not the SPF visa, but Brahms. Oh, Bucky's. I I I passed right by Bucky's in Denton. We went to Bucky's for the first time ever. We and apparently we went to the world's largest Bucky's in uh, uh, New Brothels. It was amazing. I have a I'm, video. I'm coming. sure it's cool. It's I'm sure it's a, it's a very large gas station. Um, here is my question: When you get that big, how are you? It feels less like a gas station. It feels like a just like a huge store of gas that happens to be there, <laughs> or vice versa. I, I don't. I mean, you know, it's it's a thing where clearly it, it, it's like an attraction. Like you you build it to be that big. You know, you're making it clear like this is a thing that you're you're going to see. We were there for like kind, an hour. Kind of like kind of like going to like uh, you know, it's not like going to a pilot station or a, a Transamerica. Like, you know, they have T-shirts and they have. Like it, they they've created their own kind of brand. Yeah, they have like a hunting section. They have a camping section. I mean, like I said, I, I've nothing against food. it. I've it's possible I've been to a Bucky's and I don't remember because I've been to Texas many times. I um, think it's actually pretty awesome, and I I'm sure it's cool. Um, huh. Doesn't matter. People started talking exists. about it recently on the internet it's a lot, so I was like, yeah, you should stop. Yeah, the, the the Orlando vloggers love it. It doesn't no, matter. No, beyond that, beyond that, Brahms. 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 Brahms is the best thing in the world. Brahms is the best burger in a fast food chain in America. Excuse um, me. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't really like the burgers at Whataburger. I like the I like the uh, patty milk the best. Oh, Brahms, but... Brahms is better than everything. Okay. Here's the deal with Brahms, okay? Brahms has a farm. Okay. The farm is in Oklahoma. Okay. Within 300 mile radius of that farm in Tuttle, Oklahoma, is where Brahms has its locations. And there's approximately 300 or so right now. They're continuing to expand. Um, they, um, they actually used Ernest for commercials, which is amusing, back in the 80s. The farm, it's an entirely vertically integrated operation. And what I mean by that is the farm produces all of the food that is sold in Brahms. So like they make their own bread, the beef comes from the farm, the cows that are there that are dairy cows produce the milk, which they then sell or produce ice cream out of. And then the prices are incredibly reasonable. But the food, is, the, the burger is out of this world. It's the best fast food burger. And I've eaten lots of fast food burgers. But this is because it's centered primarily in Oklahoma and stretches into North Texas and a little bit of West Texas um, and some of Missouri and some of Arkansas. Because it's in that region, which is not like hipster world, nobody like thinks about like Brahms. Nobody like nobody ever talks about Brahms. Brahms exists. But like nobody looks at it the same way they look in and out. But it's it's way better than In and Out. It's not even close. Brahms is the best fast food burger by far. I mean, Whataburger is better in and out anyway. So no. uh, it, it it is. I would I would never even touch Whataburger. I thought like I had Shake Shack, which is my favorite fast food burger. Before hey, I ate Brahms. we're gonna have to disagree on this one to the grave. Have you had Brahms? No, I meant. 
Whataburger being bad. I don't. It's not that I don't like Whataburger. It's just not Brahms. It's the problem with. Here's the problem with. How are their fries? Because it's Brahms, all Brahms have crinkle cr- crinkle cut fries, and they're very good. Oh, okay, those are fun. I, I, here's the thing. Like burger wise, I feel like Whataburger and In and Out. Whatever, but I the those things they give out In and Out. Those things are terrible. Those fries are just the fries garbage. are bad. Everyone knows the fries they're are bad. Garbage. No, Brahms. I want good fries. I'm telling you right now, Brahms. Okay, I will try Brahms. Brahms, Jesus. Yeah, no, this is, this is, Brahms is not a game. So I'll probably be in Oklahoma City this year. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll make it happen. We might make it happen together, right? It's possible. Or is that? Very possible. Very possible. That Texas Um, trip has to happen. I want West Texas so bad. So bad. I I don't want. So bad. I don't want to go back to that part of Texas I have been to recently. Oh, I, I, And then, and then uh, I will briefly, you know, bring up, I did another trip like three days later. Uh, I flew to Florida. Um, I was a quarter mile from Legoland. I did not go. uh, I'm sorry. It's probably for the better. Yeah. They don't, there's no masks involved there. Not that there were any masks where I went. Um, But I just, I didn't feel like spending that much money and I was plenty busy as was. So you've Um, never been there, right? I've been to Legoland, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't ask yet. So you yeah, have no, all the credits. I have all the credit. The only thing I haven't been on there is I haven't been on Ninjago and the Lego movie ride. That's it. Well, Ninjago is like any other one. Yeah. I and... went on the one in Germany and I've been on, I haven't been on Lego movie ride, but I'm sure it's okay for flying theater. Nobody ever says it's great. So no one says it's bad. No, no it's there. there. Uh, the one they're building in uh, Pigeon Windsor Forge. looks more interesting. Which one? Windsor. They're building a flying feeder in Windsor. Oh, oh, at the, the Legoland Windsor. Yeah, but it's not Lego, Lego movie. Uh, you know, a movie that kind of rode on the, you know, the coattails of the first one. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. And you know what? It'll be the first one in the UK. So good for Yeah, them. yeah. That's Sorry what that. I've been told. That's, that's incredible. Like London doesn't have one. <laughs> and now there's like, Freaking Minneapolis has one. Uh, and Pitch and Forge will have one. Pitch and so, Forge yeah. have one, yeah. yeah. Vancouver uh, has one, but not, yeah. not the so entire United how Kingdom. Was, uh, I understand why you wouldn't go to Legoland. I wouldn't go to Legoland anyways. I, 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 I bet. So yeah. I, I have to go back, but we're going to do a Berlin Pass and do all three in the calendar year, though, because mm-hmm. they're expensive as fuck if you they don't. They are. Yes, they are. Um. But I went to the 12 Hours of Sebring. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Tell me. Fantastic. Loved it. Um, the only, the one issue with Sebring is Sebring's far, and there's nothing in Sebring. So that's why I ended up staying in Winter Haven and driving an hour each way. Mm. Uh, there's just, there is, there's like one hotel in, in Sebring. Uh, it's at the track. Otherwise, Sebring is like a really dumpy agricultural town that looks incredibly depressed except for this racetrack that's on an old airfield. And, but it's, it's Sebring. It's like, this is the biggest endurance race in the United States, the 12 hours. Uh, I was there, I had a two day pass. So I was there Friday and Saturday. Um, I ended up springing, they have free parking. Theoretically, you can drive there with your vehicle, park in the free parking lot. And that's, that's your trip. Um, People do that. 
Uh, you could also pay 60 bucks and park inside the racetrack, which is what I ended up doing. It was actually by accident, to be honest. But it worked out really well because then after the race was over, I was able to get my car and get out. Um, and uh, the vehicle for this trip was a Chrysler Pacifica. Because when I arrived at Orlando Airport that Thursday night, the entirety of the Emerald Isle at National was empty. There were no cars. So I had to go to Alamo and they were like, we'll give you, how about a truck? I was like, nah, not really. How about like, we got minivans and the, the minivan was always like an interesting option because you could get the minivan and like take naps in it. Oh yeah. 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 You could camp out. Yeah. And that's that basically that's what it was like our base of operations for the most part for during the, the day. So we got, got the, the minivan uh, my my buddy Matthew, uh, who's the liver punch on Twitter, he drove down from North Carolina, and uh, we went to the race on Saturday. I was there on Friday as well. On Friday, they have the Michelin Pilot Challenge, which is GT4 cars and uh, TSC cars, which are basically like uh, small sports cars and then like two-door compact cars that have been like turned into racing models. So you see stuff like uh, Hyundai Velosters and Alfa Romeo's uh, compact car, um, uh, Honda Civics, stuff like that, along with BMWs, Mercedes, Porsche 911s. It's multi-class racing there. And then there was also the Porsche Cup, which was earlier, and qualifying for the Saturday race. Qualifying for a 12-hour race, I should say it's not important, but they're racing for 12 straight hours. So if you, if you qualify poorly, you have a good opportunity to still finish well, uh, which was good because uh, for the, the leading class, the Daytona prototypes, Jimmy Johnson, former seven-time NASCAR champion, decided that he wanted to qualify the car, uh, was way off the pace of the actual sports car drivers, and then buried his car into the tire barrier. Aww. So they had to rebuild the entire thing overnight, and he ended up starting with the LMP2 guys. Uh, Le Mans Prototype 2 class. There's So there's Daytona Prototypes, LMP2, Le Mans Prototype 2. There's an LMP1 class that's not represented here. That's going to be merged with the Daytona Prototypes to create the new Le Mans. It'll be LMDH, Le Mans Daytona whatever. Uh, so that'll be, that's that's like the main class. Then LMP2, LMP3, more prototypes. Uh GTLM, which is the Le Mans GT cars, which are basically purpose-built race cars based around production cars. And then GTD or GT Daytona, which are really GT3 cars, which are production model cars, which have been turned into race cars. So anyways, all of them race at the same time. They all have different speeds. Um, the GT cars at the end of the straightaway are 45 to 50 miles an hour slower than a DPI. Uh, this is not as bad in the daytime. It gets worse, but it gets dark because they just turn on headlights. These are not lit tracks. So there is a lot of jockeying for position. And in fact, the driver of the lead Daytona prototype ended up getting taken out by one of the GTLM cars with about an hour left in the race, actually less than an hour left in the race. Um, and then the two leading GTLM cars took each other out. And then the guy that was in third place in a Porsche ended up winning. So it, it was, 
it was a fascinating race to watch. Um, I would recommend for, for an endurance race like that, and most people would say the same thing, go ahead, get yourself a general admission ticket. At Sebring, you can walk pretty much everywhere except for the front straightaway uh, and like the turn 17, turn 16 areas. Everywhere else on the racetrack, you can walk to and see stuff. That's cool. I, I'm very familiar with this one, actually, because I it's been in multiple Forza games. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's an extremely it's extremely well known track. I mean, this is, and it's it's a rough track. This is a brutal racetrack to run on. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, it's not only that's tough, but like from from a mechanical standpoint, the track has not been resurfaced since they built it in like 1950 out of an air out of an airfield. There's still an oh, active boy. airfield there too, um, and you can watch airplanes take off from there, but the actual like. The, the actual track itself is very rough, very bumpy. Um, I would say areas around like turn 13 and turn... Yeah, turn 13 is really the most obvious where you're seeing cars just going up and down uh, really hard. And, you know, given given how it works, you know, you can walk around the entire track. So you can be, you know, we started out over by the outside of turn five. Then we walked over along... Uh, the Big Bend area over to turn eight. Then we went up to turn 10. Did you go to Beer Town? I'm sorry? Did you go to Beer Town? To Beer Town? Yeah, there's something called Beer Town on the Google map. <laughs> so so turn 10, the turn 10 area is known as the party area. And if you if you look at some of the pictures I post on Twitter, you'll see people that will have basically brought like uh, like painting rigs you know, where you set up like multiple layers of plywood with metal frame around it. And then uh-huh. they threw like couches on top of it, like 25 <laughs> feet in the air. And that's, and there, it would be littered with, with beer cans. Um, for the most part, the vehicle that we had was parked. Uh, if you're looking at it from, from Google, there's Harry's tree camp. If you go like <laughs> kitty corner from that, that's where I parked the van at. And that allowed us to get on. Actually, no, I take that back. Was that it? Nah, I might be wrong. No, no, no that was it. Because that's where the bridge is at. And then uh, you take that bridge to get in and out of the track, basically. Um, so we would park over there and walk around. But yeah, there's there's a there was a main sort of uh, fan area where they had a big screen and some stands set up and tents, and that's where all the food trucks and and things were at. <laughs> It looks like a lot of fun. You got to get me to a race. Multiple yeah, I was actually gonna. I was gonna suggest something after we get done with this. Um, All right, I'm excited because I, 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 I don't know. I'm still burnt out from last season. We didn't have a long enough off season. I never really had a off season. That's the problem. It was just a strange year period. And yeah. So I did a tri- I didn't do anything in January basically, but then February and then March. So uh, I like off season. I like to get away from it for a while. So, yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Like getting immunized. Like yeah, it will be nice in uh, six it's, weeks it's or so. Huge. It's huge. Like I, there's no other way to describe it. Like you know, to walk around in a in a space like Sebring, and you know, it's not. It's definitely not perfect. Um, and there's not a lot of mask wearing going on. 
But like, nah. first of all, outdoor transmission is almost non-existent for COVID. Just saying there's evidence for that. Secondly, um, you know, once you get the vaccine, the chances you're actually going to come down with it, especially two weeks post vaccination is very small, very small. Yeah. Um, so I just, it's like, I could be worried about it. I could be upset. I could be concerned, but nah, not really. You know, it's just not, um, in this case, I'm fine with this. And as far as I can tell, here we are nine days out from the race. I'm still not sick. So I think I probably am okay. Uh, my wife is not sick. So clearly I did not asymptomatically transfer the disease to her, which we did not expect to see happen anyways. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, I, I think, you know, Sebring was a lot of fun. I want to return next year. I'd like to get an RV, uh, if at all possible to, to drive into the track with and just have like a consistent place to go sleep. Um, there are showers there. You, you could actually see some permanent structures in the infield. Those structures are where you'll see, uh, shower facilities and things like that. The real shocking thing for me going there to watch the race, um, having been to races before and knowing like, okay, you're going to get like free swag and tons of free t-shirts and all sorts of stuff like that. The price of stuff there, food was very reasonable. Um, if you wanted to buy beer, beer for a 16 ounce Yangling tall boy was $4. That's not bad. If it was between the hours of 4 and 8 p.m., it was $2. $2? For a beer at an oh, no. internationally recognized sporting event. Is this, this is not true at a lot of races, is it? No, it is not true at a lot of races. It's oh, usually man. more like, it's usually like, you know, going to a ballpark and paying $10 for a beer. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good to me because, you know, my history of drinking in Florida, that's where I do much of my drinking. Yeah. And this is honestly Sebring is a fantastic place to do it. There's, okay. There are a few better places in America to drink than Sebring International Raceway during the 12 hours of Daytona. Matter of fact, now that I, I, I went ahead and just dropped my person down and there's a street view of sitting outside of turn 10. Um, so it's, you know, people bring their their chairs. Um like I said, I, I like to walk around. We walked around everywhere. We ended up, we finished the day out uh, on the outside of turn three. There's a big screen and some some uh, uh, some stands that are set up. So that was a nice place to watch the end of the race because we could then see, you know, the action that was going on elsewhere in the track because you can't see the whole track at once. Um, but that's half the fun is going around and exploring and finding the different areas that you like more than other areas. You know, those are that's what I enjoy about going to a race like that, and and uh, I I'm very excited about the possibility of going to more like it later this year. Um, I don't really have like right now. I don't have anything else. Like we have more stuff planned. I will be going to Nevada in a couple weeks time. Um, yeah, we got lots of stuff going. Uh, lots of trips. We'll have more. I have a lot of reports. ideas, but I have nothing. We're gonna um, we're gonna get some stuff planned out. We're gonna get some yeah. Stuff it was pretty out. crazy at you know back in January, literally having three flights booked. I, I've never had three flights booked in one. I barely ever have two flights booked in advance, even with as much as I travel. I, I have so, three right now, so I'm I'm doing better. Like this is I, I I like to have three to four at any given time right now. 
That's where I've been at. I, I don't want to be as busy as I used to be, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It. Here's the thing. A lot of these trips are going to happen very quickly because of announcements and dates opening. Yes. From a yes. certain chain. So that, that's the problem. That's why I don't really have anything planned. So ah, I'll end up at Vision Forge probably. We want to go back to Carowinds because I've been on Fury since 2016. And stuff like that. So Tons of stuff. Yeah. So Colorado seems nice for multiple <laughs> reasons. Well, Alex, so. we will be back probably next month, realistically. Where can we find you in the meantime? The Coaster Spot on YouTube, Instagram, and Coaster Spotting on Twitter. I'm on Gods and Safari on Twitter. And we will see you all again. Well, we won't actually see you. You'll just hear us sometime in the near future. Bye.